You know, there's an old Thai proverb that says, if a gentleman is walking through the check-in desk sideways, he's going to Bangkok. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey there, welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits! <laughs> Coming to you from <laughs> the Recycle Garage in sunny Santa Cruz, <laughs> California! I, I, I Sunday, Sunday, Sunday! I say, can you can you turn it down? In this corner! Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> On the classy girl couch, it's Miss Emma! I, I say, that's an awfully loud laser. <laughs> and her opponent, running the board, Stumpy John! I don't know what to say. Hi, everybody. <laughs> you could have been a contender. Heidi ho oh. All right, you're hot. And I, I know. don't I mean, know I'm hot. I, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also on the Classy Girl Couch tonight, it's Scotty. Tip your waitresses. By the way, your, your boobs look excellent in that shirt. Thank you. Yes. Fits all the right places. They're throwing <laughs> shadows. Yes, it is. Exactly. Yeah, it's sweater weather. <laughs> On the other side of the room for me, I guess, my opponent yeah. is Naked Jim. And I choose for tonight's feat of stupidness, <laughs> Twister. You and me, it's on. Oh. <laughs> Which Dude, I'm just curious. Ambulance. Which <laughs> brand of olive oil do you prefer with Twister? The expensive stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. You mean the extra virgin one for Twister, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> not for long with heat plan. And joining us from the COVID corner, <laughs> officiating <laughs> tonight's <laughs> event, Bagel. That's right, getting COVID in the new year. <laughs> there you go. Oh, no. <laughs> well, Bagel, I got, I, I got the Paxlovid, so I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing all right. You're not the only one. Nope. No, I, I had COVID this week too. Yeah, I forgot to tell you, Scotty. Uh, who's making noise? Somebody's phone. Emma. No, my my is phone is not within. Um. Yeah, after we had our great ride on Monday, I went home and had a fever and had oh, COVID. I'm sorry to hear that. But um, feeling good now, though, eh? Yeah, well, like that was on Monday night. I started getting like chills. Jim saw me on Thursday. I had no symptoms. I like I'd processed everything. It was that it was that bag of boiled Vietnamese shrimp we ate, uh, which just killed everything. Yeah, we'll get to it. <laughs> and then today I had a, a fully negative test, so I was, it was the quickest COVID I've gone through. Speed run. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So glad for that. Glad to see you. Um, but yeah, I might as well talk about our New Year's Day ride. That was so fun. Live to ride, ride to eat. This for, is for some. This is our motto. <laughs> and uh, Scotty, you loved where we rode to eat. Too. I was in for the adventure and in for the experience, and it was so fun. Yeah, and so you were you were into that plastic bag. I'll tell you that we all were. It's pretty yeah. amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it was so fabulous. Yeah, I don't yeah. even. Know how, how do you? Where do we start? So um, I thought it would be nice to do a group ride. We actually don't do it that often. Emma, it's been a long time mm-hmm. since we've ridden together. So I was like, let's head south, and hopefully we can loop Emma in on it. And so Jim and Scotty and I 
headed down. And I should point out the New Year's Day was a working day for me. Yeah, it was. So I had the shop open, but I knew you were coming down. So I said, you know, give me a holler. Because I wanted no part of lunch. No part of lunch. That's right. we got to figure out a way to even describe the glory of Juicy Crab. So um, as many people may or may not know, I have certain rules to food of the best foods you can get. Number one being any food that comes on a stick is a win win with me. Number two, any food that comes in a bucket. And third, but not least. That comes in in a bag of juice. <laughs> what, about, what about in a tower? Oh, oh towers, towers are good, are good too. too. That's next level. Yeah. Towers are good That's too. That's next level. But uh, we went down to a seafood boil where you just get a bag of all the sea bugs that Emma can't stand. So we showed up to this place and it's, there's like kids running around on the plane on the floor and it's awesome. And it's a family owned totally family place restaurant where the, the owner's kids are just running around playing with trucks on the floor. Yeah, it was super awesome. <clears throat> yeah. And it just put our lives in Liza's hands and said, do with us what you will. We don't know what to order here. And Liza went big. You just order things by the pound. So we got or pounds. Yeah, pounds. yeah, yeah. How much like it was pounds of potatoes. Shrimp, shrimp potato, shrimp, corn, potatoes, sausage. Y'all got those big ass muscles. Muscles. Those muscles are great, aren't they? Yep. Oh. A couple pounds of shrimp. Couple and then you roll legs. up your sleeves, put oh, on yeah, a king bib, crab legs too, and right. dig yeah. in like it's your job. And the rolling up the sleeves is important because stuff is going to drip off of your elbows. Yep. And this is all the parts that Emma wants nothing to do. And after two in the morning in Las Vegas, this is the happiest I've seen Liza <laughs> is when she put the bib on. When a meal comes with a bib, her eyes light up like <laughs> Christmas lights. Oh, yeah. Oh, and so, a glove. I, had a, I used the glove. Oh, yeah. like, the Michael Jackson glove. They just give you one. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with like all sorts of interesting tools for prying oh, things what was apart. That one called? Oh, it was called the uh, the crab needle. Oh, the needle. That's the right. Needle. Yeah, for, yeah. It's crazy uh, looking. A Filipino knows they know how to get to a crab. Needle, man. <laughs> yeah. So good meal. But then uh, Emma came down and met us, and we went for a nice ride. And I have to say, we've been between between storms. It had been raining for a week. A lot of storms. It rained again uh, the next day, but Monday. It was a perfect day. It was glorious, wasn't it? It was. The sun was out. Weather's in the 70s. It's everything you need for a good ride. And we headed down into Monterey Carmel. Carmel Valley? Yeah, Carmel Valley. Just a long, empty road over the mountain through farms and ranches. Did you go all the way around to to 101? Yeah. Well... We went all the way over the mountain down into the valley and then came up River Road. Oh, okay. You didn't go over over to Green, nope. Greenfield. But Emma did get a clean run on Laurelist Grade. Yes. From stem to stern on Rufus. Oh, yeah. You let Rufus run. Let the rhythm run, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Rufus and was very happy. Laurelist Laurelis Grade is, <clears throat> is a mountain road that goes from Laguna Seca into Carmel Valley and at Laguna Seco when they have the big events there and they do the test rides they often take people on to on Laurelis Grade Road because it is just a glorious curvy beautiful road and it is so rare to get a clean run but New Year's Day we have to make this and, and it was clean no traffic <clears throat> no stuff on the road like it was clean, clean. And I mean, beautiful you, views you, you, you basically you're heading um, you're heading west on 68, 
uh, east on 68, forgive me. And Laurelis Grade is a turn on the right. And on the left is Laguna Seca. So you're in a line of cars. There's about seven or eight cars in front of you in yellow. Don't turn off on Laurelis Grade. Don't turn off on Laurelis Grade. And not a single one did. I'm like, ooh, it's going to be great. I just turned, I just went for it. I yes, you slowly but surely <laughs> went out of sight. I think <laughs> so I, I once had so like a, a seven-eighths clean run, and that was memorable. So Emma, you rode Rufus. Scotty, you rode the Husky. Uh, Mavit Pillen. The Husky. You rode... Africa Twin. Africa Twin. You rode the... The Abomination. The Abomination of Desolation. Let me tell you something, Emma. You were riding mm-hmm. up front, and then you were gone. And I, I was on columns of gym, and I'm like, she's in the zone. Oh, yeah. And I... I I've experienced it before when you are so in the zone and it just clicks. Is that is that what it was like for you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, I'm, I'm the first to admit Rufus is hard work. You know, he needs to lose 100 pounds. Um, <laughs> but um, I've yet to experience a bike that tracks as straight <laughs> as Rufus. The, the thing is with that generation of superbike, you absolutely have to know where you want to go so if you're approaching a corner and it's not just rufus vfrs um for early fireblades the really early cbrs the hurricanes you you really have to target fixate pick, pick your line and you well. say i'm going there and the bike will take you and if you deviate off that line, it will kill you instantly. <laughs> it absolutely will kill you instantly. And it's it's this constant battle that makes it so worthwhile. Um, and I've just I've been riding Rufus a long, long time, and I'm I'm quick on him. You look like you're yeah. having a good time. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Were, you were time. you were in the zone and just took off. And um, Carmel Valley was nice too because they paved a bunch of it. Yeah, that's one, they of the have. Reasons, one of the reasons I took the Africa Twin is that road's normally well, it's always so beat up. But, but they paved shape, big yeah. old sections of it. It's cool, man. It's a beautiful ride. And you you know, can see a lot of the geology of like the San Andreas Fault and stuff. I always, I, I kind of feel sorry that we always miss the mark with our bikes because <clears throat> if you remember right on the Fourth of July ride. Oh, I, I know what you're referencing. You you were on the big Suzuki. Yes, and I took the Super Glide. And God, yeah. I wish I'd have been on the first because we'd have had a lot more fun that day. <laughs> well, the, anyway, well, there was a time me, you, and Henry were on the one with the sport bikes and we lit it up. But And, you know, maybe we need to avoid behavior like that. Oh, no. No, we need to get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, so uh, that's why I took the Africa Twins. I thought the road was going to be all beat up. But, uh, it was yeah, nice. I know. And the weather was nice, yeah. Well, that's why you were on the, uh, the three-wheeler, too, right? Yeah, well, I was on the three-wheeler the because... Trike. Um, a lot of parts of, uh, of Carmel Valley Road are tree covered. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if there's wet leaves on the road and I'm riding <laughs> anything but the Nikon, I'll kick myself because that's what this is made for. Um, and there was one point where I did get a little slippage. I remember going, oh, oh. no, I saw, I saw yeah, the bike slip out. No, the, I mean, the whole bike <laughs> A no. little bit, mm-hmm. okay. Because I was feeling very confident and going into the corners well. I mean, mm-hmm. it didn't falter, but still, I just still I pucker when I feel the bike kind of slide out a bit. But but I, it I held it. I got to mm-hmm. tell you, I spent some time immediately behind you, and I like the Nike, and I like it a lot. I like it for its goofiness. I just the whole concept of it is great. But when you follow it, 
particularly down a, a twisty road, it just looks so broken. <laughs> it, because you can't, you can't get any kind of fix on where the front is in relation yeah. to the back. And all the angles are wrong and everything's doing everything wrong and things are going up that are going down. And it's just, it's inc- it looks broken. Sometimes I think that there's another motorcycle in front of you or something. Like there's something else in front of you because there is. Yeah, it was funny to see from the back, you can see sunlight on the road in between the two front tires. Yeah. <laughs> so, good ride. Just Just another... You know, Day in paradise. Really, exactly. Just fortunate to have the roads that we do. But um, I like that. Um, just getting the empty roads on New Year's Day. That might be yeah, Sea bugs and Carmel Valley Road well, might need to be a tradition. I, I have a bug story on that road, that very road. So probably a couple of months ago, me and, me and my dear friend McCarthy... <laughs> Did exactly the same run, but in reverse. We took River Road, mm-hmm. and then we came back Carmel <clears throat> Valley Road. Um, but we actually lit- went a little bit further. We actually had lunch in King City. Um, but between the um, Carmel Valley mm-hmm. Road turnoff in King City, we're on this, this country road, and I saw something in the road, and I'm like, that's not real. So I stopped and turned around, and it was a fucking tarantula as big as my hand. Is we that encountered right? that before. As big no as my hand. Kidding. And, of course, McCarthy thought it was the funniest <coughs> thing because he said, look, if that was a kitten, similar size, similar mm-hmm. weight, similar color. Similar it, fur. Yeah, you'd pick <laughs> it up and put it down your jacket and take it home. But just because it's got more legs and more arms, bangs. This feels like a parallel to the. I would yeah. still pick them up and get them off the road. Oh God, no! I was terrified. No, there's nothing to be afraid of. Oh, there's plenty to be afraid of. <laughs> I mean, they're <laughs> fast. They're, they can run. Oh, you don't guy, need to be touching those spiders. No, I picked them up before. They don't he, bite you, do they? No. Fangs, no. dude. They got fangs. <laughs> they got, they could, but and I, um, I was very knowledgeable about. He was the of the big humpty stripy back bastard variety. <laughs> <laughs> well, so yeah, good, good day on Monday, and then I got sick and had to sit home. But now I'm back just in time for today's garage day. Today was a doozy uh, for a couple reasons. <clears throat> I thought it would be again a nice slow day. There were two things I was looking forward to. Um, working on Jim's bike, which I've gotten kind yes. of stoked about because he brought his um, Ascot over. And we worked on it a bit this week and we're planning stuff out and using cardboard to kind of mock up some trays that, to build out of. Oh, yes. CAD. Com- cardboard design. Out of <laughs> yes. uh, sheet metal. And I, I love uh, I, I love that kind of design and figuring stuff out and telling him, like, build, like, you can do, like, five different versions. It doesn't matter. It's cardboard. But you can figure it all out here on the cardboard and then get into the sheet metal. Um, and so I, I got my juices going about customizing again. I've been thinking about that bike and looking at pictures, and I'm ready. So excited to work on that, but Jim bailed. <laughs> I told you I did not bail. I showed up. I dropped I know, off the engine, some did. parts. We chatted a bit. We're still we're, we're still in the strategizing phase. I know. We're, we're, an, we're strategizing at the moment. It's very important. Is there an ascot in here? But then I went and got tattooed. No. So I feel like getting tattooed is a good excuse. Hmm. Oh, you got some. You it's got still, a tattoo? Yeah. 
But, but the, you know, but then I came back and we did a little more strategizing. And the thing is, and I want to bring this up because I know a lot of people have got projects at home that maybe they're a little frustrated with. Don't get to the stage where you can't see the wood for the trees. You really got frustrated and bogged down, and you're actually far closer to home than you think. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, yeah, I got to a point where I just didn't know what to do. Like it all seems so simple until you like start to do the first step, and then right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and you were like, God, will this? And you're you're really <clears throat> far closer than you think. Far closer than you think. Um, I I think we can bring that bike home in a couple of months. Easy. That so, would be all, yeah. So here, I want to share my opinion. And I'm going to say for custom bike building, we're getting into a territory. There isn't a right and wrong answer. It's right. what works for you, right? So knowing that, Jim, and kind of like run out of steam, and I've been there before, and that's why bring it over. Let's, you get more people interested and more, more steam added to it. <clears throat> My advice is he's got a lot of different ideas and things he wants to do on it. My advice was, you know what? Put a bunch of stock things back on. He wants to replace the the headlight and the instrument cluster. I'm like, yes. throw the stock stuff on for now. He wants to get the engine painted or powder coated or stripped or polished. I'm not sure. I'm like, doesn't matter. Throw it back in for now. Which I, my recommendation is, Break it down into smaller projects, right? So right now, focus on the 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 bodywork, the the seat, right. the making it function. Get right. all the electrical relocated. That's your project now. Put it together, and then next winter, pull off the front end and figure out how to do new, you know, instrument cluster and headlight. When you're done, put it together. Next winter. Pull the engine out. Decide what you want to do with that. So my my advice is break it down into smaller projects rather than one giant goal because that can be overwhelming. There is a value in doing it as one giant goal because you can build like one holistic. That's why I said there is not a right or wrong answer. Everyone has what works for them. Well, here's I hear what you're saying, and and here's kind of where where I'm at on it. My own kind of yeah. So you know it was it was a stock Ascot. I ruined it and cut it up and cut all the pieces off of it. and then I have a vision base that's a flat tracker. If I had a picture convenient, I'd, or you have a picture of it. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you have a picture, and that is a great thing. Right. So, but anyway, so I did actually cut all the stuff off it, um, you know, do the tank and the seat and the bars and all that, <clears throat> and got the engine back in it, and it ran. I rode it home from the garage. So it was a kind of functioning motorcycle before, but, but the way I had put it together was kind of like proof of concept <clears throat> stuff, like... I'm going to put it together, see if it actually can work and stuff, and then go figure it out again. So I took it back, and I disassembled it pretty much all again. So it's a rolling chassis right now, just the wheels, frame, and handlebars and foot pegs. Um, and I think I'm at the point where I know what I want to do with it, and and I'm going to just kind of, kind of move ahead a little more aggressively than what you're thinking about. So what I'm thinking at this point is um, – just start by cleaning up the frame, like all the shitty welds, and I might redo a couple of welds for that support the seat. Clean that up, paint it, get it nice and clean. Before you cut stuff off, you have to have the exhaust figured out because a lot of people cut off the rear peg supports. Mm-hmm. That is also an exhaust support. Yeah, no, I'm good there. And when I say people, I mean I've done that. Yeah, too. no, I'm, I'm just cleaning. <laughs> yeah. I'm just cleaning up shitty, <laughs> shitty welds and stuff now, and it's not yeah. too much of that. Really, is all I'm doing. 
Um, then once that's done, I'm going to go ahead and get the battery. And I, for the wiring, and I'm sure this is a great topic to debate maybe another time, is I'm going to do the Moto Gadget thing, mm-hmm. which I know is expensive, and I know it's not stock. Um, and I've thought about the money aspect of this also. And we can talk about that if you want as well, because I know it's that's a whole oh, Do you have a budget for this? or you, Not really. I just want to have more of a... A, a, a con an idea of what i want to do so i know it's it's going to cost me money i'm not going to get the money back that i invest into this bike but that's that not the purpose that doesn't matter it's not the purpose it's a feeling that i want to get out of this bike um but i also don't want to be foolish about it so i know and that's a that's a, a lot of a gray area but for example i think the moto gadget for example might be kind of fun to do like a fun project to actually check that out mm-hmm. it'll make it much cleaner and then i'll just go that direction and yeah it's money but with the nicer accessories, like the nicer headlights and the switches and the on and off stuff, and kind of utilize that to a certain extent, but still keep the the way the bike looks rough and tough, flat track. The, the thing is with the motor gadget, I think it's going to work well for you because it it makes things very very easy. Explain what motor gadget is. This is the <clears throat> M unit from motor gadget, right? I, I don't. I can't so, even explain it. So basically, I don't understand wiring on a um, good day. So, <laughs> so an M. Uh, uh, to simplify it, an M unit from Moto Gadget is is like a, it's basically a bus unit for a for a <coughs> for your bike. It's like a fuse box. Is when you say a bus unit. Yes, it's 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 basically shunted fuses. Yeah, and everything it plugs to the wiring harness. The stop it one? is the wiring harness. Oh, it is the wiring harness because you, yeah. when you buy the um, the kit. you get the M <coughs> unit itself, which is actually the shunted bus unit. Um. And a bunch of wires and very, very specific instructions. Hmm. This wire goes from your tail light to this junction on the M unit. Hmm. This wire goes to this. This wire goes to this. This wire goes to this. And they make it very, very easy. And, and for if you. I understand it, like There's if so you much have, value in just making it easy. If I push a turn signal, basically it's just sending a signal to that magic box, which then puts the power out from the box exactly right? okay. so it contains a lot of things it contains fuses circuit breakers it's got a rudimentary can bus system in it it's got a flash unit in it it's got pretty much everything you need that would clutter up your bike is actually contained within this mm-hmm. electronic and it's like the unit. size of a deck of cards right yeah but about the size of a packet of cigarettes so what is yeah. what does something like that cost well, you can spend as much or as little. A basic like M unit, five to six hundred bucks. I want to say. Oh, that's not that crazy. Five hundred bucks entry, <clears throat> and you can go bananas. Well, how much is a wiring harness anyway? Well, I want. Oh, uh, wiring harness is probably cheap. SV recently was uh, I got two used wiring harnesses for a hundred. I should euros. fucking go get my wiring <clears throat> harness. I brought it with me, and you just show you it. It's like well, you know what a wiring harness it's is like, like rat's yeah. nest. Yeah. <clears throat> um, um, but you know the the the, the two things that strike fear the most. I think into novice mechanics hearts is carburation mm-hmm. and wiring, and it's it's and for me wiring, wiring by far wiring in particular. Yeah, carburation um, is one thing, but yeah, you know, and 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 wiring. It's very very easy to get bogged down with wiring, but I mean, basically, if you think of wiring like um, uh, a marshalling yard, a shunting yard for a locomotive, mm-hmm. I mean, the lines are the you know the wires themselves mm-hmm. and then the currents the train mm-hmm. where do you want your train to go yeah you know when you have a little switch or a little relay and it's mm-hmm. like a set of points yeah. either go left or right yeah um and it 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 but once you get into like pulse generators 
You know, what sort of output should you have off a pulse generator? What is the exact resistance <clears throat> for a specific component? So, you know, if you get a bike in with no spark, you really know, you know, you you need to know. Um, and then you get some weird stuff come in. Um, I, I recently, <clears throat> funnily enough, on New Year's Day, the job I was working on, when I when I broke and rode with you guys, that black I, sport bike thing. Yeah, I had a Jixer in with no spark. Mm. Fix that. But that was a harness issue, and mm. he really needed a harness. Nobody's got a harness for a twenty-year-old Suzuki right. S-Rad. Mm. Um, so I, I basically I made I stripped back the part of the harness that was bad, and it was bad, um, <clears throat> and just you know spliced in all the new stuff, soldered it, got him down the road. Mm. So, so what's your goal for the Ascot? Is it to show it, to ride it, to sell yeah, it? It's it's just to ride it and have it look cool. But at the end of the day, I think it would I, I would like it to be I want it to be bitching in the sense that it's safe to ride. Yes. It's mechanically sound. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to take it out on a flat track one day, you know, I could actually do it with the confidence knowing it's sorted out to do that. Now, I probably would never do that, but at the end of the day, if I could ride it from here down to Moto Talbot and back, that would be awesome. John, well, and you're in the right place because we can get you there. Right. And we're going to so. get you there. I think so. And I want to remind, John, I'm sure you know this, but remind a lot of people. A lot of these bike projects aren't about the finished pro- product. It's about the journey along the way. Mm-hmm. And everything, you're, you're mm-hmm. challenging yourself and learning as you're doing it. It's a, I, I love a good puzzle. Well, yeah. But, I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast. I mean, you know, he's... Uh, uh, Honda FT500 Ascot produces mm-hmm. 38 horsepower. But that's Honda horsepower. Mm-hmm. When you build a bike and you ride your own bike, and this is horsepower you've made, mm-hmm. it's an entirely different feeling. Yeah. Riding a bike that you've built, especially a bike that, you know, you've built from scratch. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I got a taste of it riding it back from the, you know, from back home from here. You know, it had the super trap exhaust on it, so it right. was sounding good. You know, it's exactly. So that's well, it's and an XL five hundred motor, right? Yeah, right. And this is this is a bike that you've built, and the, you know that's why I love Rufus so much because I mean, I basically I got Rufus whole, but Rufus had to be broken down into every component well and i'm i'm stoked that liza let me bring it down here and like get some momentum going like i was telling liza like i could use her help fabricating i'm going to redo kind of the seat brackets make them a little burlier right and then finish off the rear a little bit cleaner and but you know having like you help me with vision liza helped me with you know welding and fabricating stuff it's it's nice to have be able to bring it down to the garage and get some momentum going right yeah. It's, it's going to be a great project, yeah, yeah. and it's it's in the right spot. It yeah. really is. the The other thing that we're working on is where to put the battery, mm. and so I think I have an answer for you, Jim, because we were trying to build this pan underneath the seat, mm. and I was thinking like my tracker, where I removed all the electrics and to have it all shoved up under the seat, so I have this little narrow tray but nothing underneath mm-hmm. but we realized your bike has the carb and the, the filters filter. are going to be uh, occupying a, a bunch of that there, yeah. space but you were also talking about putting like number plate on the side mm-hmm. right mm. so rather than just having the seat and nothing below it if you're putting a number plate on the side that will hide the battery box so we can have the battery box right. drop down in the middle of the seat area 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's going to be behind. So we need to so know just figure out where so the number where plates, the number gonna plates gonna go. are going to go, and then we can build a battery box that comes down. Yeah. Okay. Also, here's another idea for you. You're putting those YSS shocks on it. Yes. Which I believe are a little taller. Okay. So if they're taller and we need to measure the clearance, you could actually, um, you've got plenty of room in your seat bump. In the tail. Or the very If back. you yeah. have taller. Uh, so okay. we, If you have taller shocks. Okay. So, and that's going to be super easy because what you're going to do is you're going to do a flat tray mm-hmm. where you cut the frame off behind the shocks. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a flat tray that's, Sits flat and then kicks up at the back and then mimics oh, and then we'll shape. the shape of the the underneath of the tail bump. So then you would put the battery up there, bring the wires under there, and there then the, the motor, the magic thing would go somewhere up in the front. Well, the, the gadget is small enough that you could probably hide it under the tank. Oh, oh really? Well, no, we okay. can still build a shallow, we can just build a very shallow tray under mm-hmm. the seat. Right. I was okay. doing a bunch of rewiring and putting a battery in on my XR650L, and mm-hmm. one of the things that really helped me out was just unplugging all of the stuff that I had to relocate so that I had uh, a series of little like bricks and boxes and mm. I could like figure out how to Jenga these things in or how to Cause, Tetris that stuff together. You right. still need a starter solenoid, right? Yes. Yeah. So. Well, and this is one of the hurdles we've <clears throat> got to overcome because just by chance, your bike has a very complex starting system. The only bike that's got a more complex starting system than yours is a Suzuki Savage. I was going to say a Vincent Black Shadow. Because I know it's got this starter that sits kind of right on top of the engine case. But there's a lot of things happen when you press that button. Hmm. And Honda had to make a lot of things happen because the early Ascots are derived from the XL500, Mm -hmm. which is a dirt bike. It's kickstart only. And XL500 is a nasty little trick. And what had happened was you'd kickstart them and they'd cough and spit back through the intake. And it would slam the carburetor slide all the way up and break the top off the carburetor. Hmm. And that's what they used to do quite regularly. And, I mean, this the, we had to do that under warranty. Hmm. They've kind wow. of, this is their they little trick. Oh, yeah. um, so, of course, the early Ascots did that as well. The big problem was they'd do that when you were cranking it. So it had smashed the top of the carburetor and then dump a load of hot fuel over the top of the starter motor and set itself on fire. <laughs> so they needed to cure that quite quickly. You know what? It might look good on that bike. A nice little fire extinguisher yeah. strapped to the side. Right. Well, yeah. by, the time you, by the time yours came along, they'd fixed it. But oh. they fixed it by putting a lot of retardation devices in the starting system. Mm. Suzuki saw they were going to have exactly the same problem with this with the savage the 650 single when you press the button start button on a savage it doesn't you don't hear the starter go you hear clunk 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 Hmm. as all the devices and then it'll start the decompressor goes off then you get the uh, um uh, ignition retard go off and then there's the actually anti-backfire device and then it'll start It's very complex. Hmm. And yours has got a simplified version of that, so we need to overcome that. Okay. Um, But we can do it. Okay. I think it's apples and oranges, but the the 
because I got a, I got a new Makuni carburetor for it, but that's not the issue. The issue is just the sequencing. Of yeah, the starting. sequencing of the starting yeah, to actually okay. get the thing and to crank. You can't bypass any of that shit. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, you probably can with a Makuni. Okay. Um, well, anyway, okay. You know, something to figure out. This <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. But at least now I have direction. Yeah. That's exactly. Where I was and stuck, I mean, was just like, I, I didn't know what to do. I tell you what's going to happen when you. I gave you a couple of ideas for the engine. I think when we make that happen and get the engine bolted in the frame to stay this time that's going to be a major mm-hmm. point because it's going to stop looking like a bicycle yeah. and actually start looking like a motorbike and then and, and just maybe in a nutshell or maybe another conversation again um prepping for paint you know so i i painted the thing i stripped all the paint off of it more or less it's almost clean is there so how do you go about painting an engine once it's out like well, you know, don't overthink it. I mean, you need a good substrate for the for the paint to bite into. Right. So you can just really scuff it up with a Scotch-Brite pad mm-hmm. if you're going the same color, which I think we decided you are. The biggest problem... I, I, I want to veto that vote. Really? Which is the gun same? Metal, gun metal gray. You're going back to silver is the best color. Well, um, his I, inspiration pick, it is painted gun metal gray, and I think that that is a really cool look. This I, one, it is a cool look, but you mm. didn't hear my idea, and Jim liked it. I like the idea, and I. Yeah. So my idea is do my idea is do the engine in satin black, and all the fasteners in polished stainless steel, and I think it'll look like a million bucks. And the thing is, we can bring <clears> that home a lot easier than that. I was going to say it'd be a lot. It'll hide a lot. There's a lot of imperfections in my. You motor. wait until you see my satin black engine with stainless steel. Plus, I just spent. Like, it's gonna look like gray I spent gross. like two full days cleaning gunmetal gray off that engine in the last like forty-eight the, hours. But the, <laughs> the, the the big thing about painting an engine, but like, is there more prep? Like other than yes. scuffing, is that? I mean, there's got to be other magic shit you do to it. Well, I mean, there is. I mean, you've got to get, um, you've got to degrease it because engines do tend to have oil mist all over them, and of course, anything that faces front on a motorcycle unless you live in the desert, is mm-hmm. going to have a degree of corrosion on it. You've got to scrub all that shit off because mm-hmm. it'll look terrible. You're basically, I've cleaned the shit out of you're, this you're, thing. You're, you're basically, yeah. you're painting over, you know, scabs. Yeah, so you want all that gone. Um, but yeah, you've got to, if, it, if the engine's shiny like yours, you've got to knock that shine off. Mm-hmm. But these days, there's so many great engine paints out there. Hey, Emma, what do you think about the crinkle paints <laughs> that they use on Harleys? I, that was I, another suggestion mm-hmm. I had. Yeah. I like crinkle paint, and it's it's funny if you ever see all of those big f- old seventies four cylinder bikes I yeah. restore. I always do um, the instrument pack in crinkle, no matter what it mm. is, because I like it. I think it looks like a million bucks, mm. and especially on like that XS eleven hundred was a great example. Mm-hmm. I did the buckets for the speedo and the tack, and the um, idiot lights in crinkle. Yeah. And then you use, like, stainless chrome fasteners. Hold it together, and it looked great. It's a good thick paint, mm-hmm. and it hides but, a lot of... Hides a lot of sins. Yep. But, yeah. but it holds a lot of dirt. It looks great for, like, a month. Hmm. And on an engine, as nice as it is, next time you see a Harley with a crinkle engine, really take a gander at it, and you'll say, man, that engine looks dirty, because it holds the dirt. And you really need a good cleaner. I like a nice smooth finish. You've got gloss, which is great. But you really need to be on the ball with gloss. You've got matte. 
And Matt's a good finish, but my favourite's that satin. Mm. It's a good balance. That's like a black semi, satin. Yeah, satin black. It's a very classy you finish. You know, maybe we should try something new. I don't think anyone's done this yet. Maybe we should go visit the uh, home decor trends of the 90s. We could look at the cheesecloth. Yes. Uh, okay. um, or have you used the ribbed sock uh, painting? You yeah, ribbed yeah, under yeah, the sock yeah. wrapped around your hand and you pat it. Mm. There's a lot of pretty you cool leaves, techniques. Like the rib but sock, I mean, yeah. I have a question for mm. you, Jim. Yes. So the I mean, the bike's basically gonna be quite a bright colour, isn't it? Are you are you still doing it in the same squadron as your daughter's? Yeah, so the bike's gonna be a combination of grey, um, and red, really. So yeah. bright colour. So you can get away and with a dark now. with a dark gray, engine. Ridden. Yeah, black, yeah. Yeah, you can get away with a dark engine. You know, if if the bike was going to be a very, very dark color, if it was going to be like a dark gunmetal gray mm-hmm. or a burgundy or a midnight blue, mm-hmm. you'd want a, a brighter engine yeah. because everything would look just well, so I mean, impressive. I think, yeah. it, and I mean, Husqvarna know this. So if you look at uh, Scotty's um, Husky, it's very, very dark. But they know it, so they give it this just crazy-ass lime green stripe mm. to really break it up. And without it, as good a styling bike as it is, it would look so ordinary without that It'd stripe. It would be pretty boring. Mm-hmm. Um, this reminds me a lot of some discussions we used to have when I was designing consumer goods, and that's that if you make something black, it's always just going to be accepted and look normal. Mm-hmm. If you make it anything other than black, it has a lot of potential to look really weird. Hmm. But black is never questioned. Right. So, yeah. um, Well, I think, I think the black covers up a lot of imperfections, which will be... Yeah, anyway, no, yeah. I think the black's going to be good. We can we can have a little bit of fun with it. We'll use the stainless steel fasteners. Mm-hmm. We can really highlight the edge of the fins, get the old file on that and mm-hmm. really bring them out and just really jolly it up. Make sure that the valve inspection caps mm-hmm. are polished to within an inch of their life, and I'll show you how to For do that. For those edges of the fins and the polished inspection caps, things like that, how do you keep them from corroding? They just, just file them. <clears throat> There's nothing special about it. Just file them. Mm-hmm. Just keep yeah. keep a bastard file handy. Mm. And when they start getting scabby, file them off. Mm-hmm. My go-to is Bowshield yeah. T9. I've used that for an engine corrosion. Ooh. Okay. Uh, re- well, and the other thing we were talking yeah, about today, also, I, I always forget oh, the term. What's that, Bagel? I was going to say that there's also uh, Gibbs penetrating oil mm-hmm. that's uh, really good at preserving bare metal. Yeah. What yeah, else is that used for? <laughs> yes, what else do you use that for, bagel? Uh, when you're uh, all around in your bed at night. For, but <laughs> getting, getting stuff but it's used for off. like when people polish their trailers or, or you know. I thought you were going to say when people. Hitch. I thought you were going to say when people polish their trousers. Mm. <laughs> well, and, and where I don't exactly? Know if it's recommended for that use. Um, <laughs> bagel, where exactly can you buy that besides Spanky's House of Fun? <laughs> No, French, I mean, this, is, this is a real product. It's oh. called Gibbs Penetrating Oil. Oh. Gibbs. Yeah. This is the, no, this is not on, on Moto Bandito. Like, this is the real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, oh, no, I was going to say, I Gibbs, Gibbs Corn Husker Oil. <laughs> yeah, likewise, uh, Bowshield was developed by Boeing. That's why it's called that. Ah, yeah, it's good know. for preventing corrosion. But, but in, answer, in, in answer to the edges of the fins, 
The thing is, you're not dealing with a great deal of real estate. Mm. If you've got a large engine case, if you've got a primary case that holds the clutch, you've got a timing chest, it's quite a big piece. You want to keep that polished. So it's worth putting on penetrating oil. It's worth putting on stuff that's going to preserve the, sh- the shine. Um, I remember years and years ago, um, there was this stuff called Zoop Seal, made in Southern California. And it was meant to... Um, just a wipe on for polished aluminium and it gets into the pores it keeps everything just bright 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 and it seems to have gone by the wayside and it keeps it every now and then you know i say oh it's been reinvented and it's better than ever but it seems to have lost a bit of favor but the thing is when you're dealing with the edge of the fins they're so small you're dealing with something that's a couple of mil tall mm-hmm. You know, yeah. don't overthink it. Well, and the other just, thing, like block them off. Just, well, and kind of pivoting from the engine, you know, being this popping silver is is what's I can't remember the phrase we were talking about earlier, where you draw your eye to a certain place or to. Okay, a, it's a French term, and it's one of those things that's very, very easy to say and incredibly oh. difficult to spell. Trump. It's called trompe yeah. lol. Trompe lol, and it's trump actually l'ol. three words. It is trompe t r o m p e, which is trick. L apostrophe mm. um, O L E I O U L. However, spread. Just yeah. add some vowels. <laughs> add some vowels. That's the French do. Trick <laughs> of the eye. Mm-hmm. And it's something I employ an awful lot is when you are looking at something, if you've got something ugly, oftentimes, if you rather than try and hide it, put something pretty next to it. And as people, without trying to get into the psychology of us, we're drawn to beauty. We're always drawn to beauty. So if you've got a bike with an ugly-ass carburetor, make sure that the cylinder's really pretty. Because when people look at it, they're not going to look at the carburetor and say, that is an ugly-ass carburetor. They're going, God, look at the shape of that cylinder. Put a really cool air cleaner on it. Yeah. So in that vein, what I'm thinking is the, the engine will be clean. It'll be black. We'll have popping little fasteners on it, stainless, you know, Allen head mm-hmm. fasteners. So it'll pop there. But then draw people's eye to, like, the gas tank. I can make the gas tank something really fucking cool. You know, make sure the other thing oh, in my mind is you, make... You already have gold wheels and gold yeah, handlebars. Yeah, it's got like, gold wheels and handlebars. You already have. And the then I and I think make it look like please. like a well a well built race not race ready but kind of race ready looking flat track bike. I think, and then the engine will just be the engine will be cool, but draw people's eye to other parts of the bike. Yeah. Right, and, and you and you've got an advantage because you're emulating a style of bike that's used for racing, and racing bikes often don't have a great deal of continuity of colours, of shapes. Mm. They're purposeful-looking bikes. Mm. So you have a certain amount of liberty. If you build cafe racer bikes or you build classic bikes, you know there's certain formula you've really got to stick with. You've really got to watch the the proportions. You've got to watch the colours you use. You've really got to watch the composition of the bike. And I think with your FT, because we're, we're nodding to this flat-track image mm-hmm. you're going to have a lot more leeway with this and it's and, going to look absolutely bitchy and i think it'd be a lot of fun for everyone to help like figure out the the tank design right like the, the how we want to paint the tank and then also the number plate i think gives a lot of opportunity for some cool looking stuff anyway. well i think the number plate will be it'd be kind of cool if you have a number on there but it'll also be kind of cool if you do the old hot rod thing where you put a load of 
stickers of like hot cams and this exhaust <laughs> and this suspension so it's almost like you have all your sponsors right. on the number plate Motiv- we just have to have it in u.s navy u.s stuff. navy related yeah. that's the only thing right well jim i want to say you anyway. are not the only one mm-hmm. with a um, renewed energy vigor in, in a in vigor. a project Zest. in fact stumpy john yes you had kind of renewed faith today, didn't you? Yeah, I just needed some money. <laughs> <laughs> so I finally fitted the uh, rebuilt carburetor onto the uh, DRZ. Oh, it came back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Let's go. right on. Ex- now explain this again. This is like this 13 year old girl in Kansas who cleans carbs. Exactly. Exactly. That's cool. No, and actually, <laughs> this is a new one on me because I didn't realize Cahin offered their own carburetor. They do, yeah. Yeah, mm. which is great. So the idea is, is you pull a Cahin, box it up. Send, send it to them. Send it to them. And send, they send it to, it to them where? Back. Yeah. Uh, it's Michigan. Okay, Michigan. And they, they sort it out, huh? They sort Actually, it out, yeah. Michigan oh, and, and it, does it it's, and send it back. It, it's cleaned. It looks brand new. Yeah, it looks brand new. New yeah. hoses. Like, mm-hmm. yep. it looks. Yeah, it's That's worth every awesome. penny. Right worth on. Every penny. So. Well, I mean, these days, um, a pumper CR, I've, I, funnily enough, I looked one up for a customer yesterday. Uh, no, Friday. And a new pumper car is 1300 bucks. Yeah, they're expensive. Whoa. That's Ooh. that's what they run right yeah, now. That's right. Um, this is the same pumper car you had on it previously, yeah, right? same car. So when we were doing the like, real slow, weird stuff yeah. out in the desert. It kept dying. It, it kept dying. And we were talking about it maybe being the fault or some, maybe not the fault, but uh, an aspect of right. the bumper carb. Yep. You're putting the same one back on because that's not your favorite kind of riding? No, I'm putting the same one on because it's been sorted and hopefully it's going to be better. <laughs> well, <laughs> or, yeah, okay, okay. Well, but here's one of the advantages of sending it back to, oh, there's a cat. Oh, is that Faye? That's Faye. There's a cat named Faye. Faye. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> That is a noisy cat. So um, one of the advantages of actually going back to Cahin, if you're presented with a carburetor, say, okay, um, you go into a bike shop, you know, my bike doesn't idle or whatever. All I can basically do is clean out the carburetor as much as I can, set the jets up as they should be set up, set up the air screws, set up everything, and send you on your merry way. If you send it back to Cahin, they have got the l- absolute latest mm-hmm. specs for what makes them run good because everything's being developed. <clears throat> and the truth is, you might that might not even be your car body. That might be somebody else's oh, car. They might have swapped it, yeah. They, uh, just, this is the latest carb spec and we mm-hmm. improved the idle circuit and here's a carburetor with the improved idle circuit mm-hmm. and so you get that, and in the meantime, now your car body is on, you know, the 13-year-old girl's mm-hmm. bench, and she's drilling out the new specs for the idle circuit, and it'll go on the next guy's right. carburetor. Yep. And it's it's under constant development, so you're getting mm. the absolute mm-hmm. up-to-the-minute stuff. I think it's absolutely splendid. So it's, it started right up, too. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. Was, oh, that yeah. was exciting. Nice. Oh, nice. Congratulations. That, and I that saw you, you took off like a bullet from a yeah. gun. Yeah, you were following me, yeah. Yeah. Well, I was on a CHAT. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> you took off yeah. for, like a bullet yeah, from I'm a excited. gun. I'm excited for the desert. So I was not as excited about my project today. Tires. I hate changing tires. 
and uh, Emma is always just one to get down on the ground and just like get down there with a couple spoons and whack, 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 and can can do it. Um, so I've been buying like every gimmick, every tool. Uh, the cat wants out. You got that, Jim? So did um, your new thing that you bought so, come in? Uh, I bought the Rabaconda street tire changer. It's about 600 bucks. So big investment. Does it show up yet? It It showed up. And I was like, I'm ready to get into it. So first up was the Triumph uh, Scrambler. Mm -hmm. I had the tires and tubes here uh, ready to go. And take off the front because, you know, it's the easiest to start on. And um, we had listener Josh came by this morning. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Quickly put New, him to work. New Jersey hey, Josh. listener Josh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was fun. Quickly put him to work, helped me assemble the whole thing. He set it up, go to put the tire on, and the axle's uh, too big for my wheel. So it turns out mm. that the Triumph Scrambler wheel has a dirt bike size axle. So we need to make a new stub for your Rabaconda. It doesn't come with that. No. And unfortunately, I had to look at that, and I think there are so many components that are dependent on the diameter of that axle. Mm. So that Wouldn't axle work. that goes onto the machine that then the whole ratcheting assembly attaches to, so you can't put a smaller one on because that ratcheting assembly goes on. So it didn't work. <clears throat> so, mm. so then I was down to, well, I got to get this done and use spoons, but it was a cold day, and... Managed to get the old tire off and just uh, had a bunch of people around helping. <clears throat> Time to put the new tire and new tube in. But uh, hiding now on, it was really stiff, really hard. So I had uh, Jason and Henry helping me, and I pulled out the Baja no-pinch tool. <clears throat> and what did it do? <clears throat> Another you know gadget that I bought. The whole point of the no-pinch tool is that it will slide the tire on. You can move it around slowly, slowly, slowly using this lever to push the tire rather than use spoons so you don't risk pinching the tube. And it's neat because it just pushes the tire radially instead of like levering it around the rim bead. And so Jason had never tried one. So I'm like, well, great. You get to try this gadget out. And as we're going around and the tire's getting stiffer and stiffer and stiffer, Henry and I are using like spoons to push it down into the center of the rim so it has as much play as possible. And he's going around and the whole gear assembly kept getting kind of stuck or it'd slip or then it gets stuck. So you have to like adjust the tension just right. But it was like really, really hard. And so he just grabbed a spoon and stuck it in there, popped it over. Popped it over, huh? Yeah, popped it over. He's like, I've never... He said, I've never popped a tube before, ever. He's used to using spoons. He was getting frustrated because once you needed that added leverage, the the Baja toolkit was just really getting grinding the gears mm. and slipping and just getting frustrating. Um, so we popped it on. I go to put air in. <laughs> that sucks. I hate when that happens. I can relate. I have similar stories. And so I I was really just really frustrated because I spent a lot of money buying all these tools and tricks and gizmos. So here's what's going to happen. Once again, when we do the Misfits Rally, I'm going to give a lesson on tires. Well, no, no. Hold on. (laughs) I'll be there. I'll be there. (laughs) Um. 
I haven't not used the Rabaconda yet, so hopefully the rear wheel. No, I think I think the rear wheel you're going to do quite well. So I can try that out. It's supposed to make it a lot easier. But what it, what it doesn't do for you is feed that tube up into that tire. And those tires were so stiff and cold today. I mean, I had just a hard time just right. getting the tube up into um, the tire. And even if you have a hydraulic pneumatic machine like I do. You still have to get that done by hand. Um I always, if if um, I get a couple of stiff wall tires in, I'll do my best to leave them in the sun or leave yeah. them in the windshield of the truck just to warm them up enough because cold tires are just grim. Yeah, this one was really hard. So next week, now I still got to, I, I just put the wheel back on with a flat tire so right. I can park the bike. Next I've, week, I'm going to pull the wheel off and put it next to the heater and, right. and heat it up. Mm-hmm. And then try and replace it. And I cut it in half. Put it in your microwave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. And I think I think I I believe that Heidenau tires are made from recycled East German concrete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably from bunkers left over from the Cold War. So, so not not ready to review yet. But you know, it's still there are things that are hard to do, even with all these these gadgets so uh getting the, the the road or the sport bike version of the ravaconda did yeah. it just come with a larger spindly thing no and the dirt bike would come with a smaller i one? think so yeah <clears throat> i think but no not all dirt bike well i was wondering with I'm the sure with the uh, no pinch tool thingy too if that's more meant for dirt bike tires rather than street tires I think no. It's I think it'll work on anything because oh, the okay. Baja No Pinch tool. I've I Baja ordered no pinch tool, yeah. all of the different, um, basically the axles that go down into the wheel mm-hmm. that then it levers off of. So I have all the different sizes. I remember so I, have a I range used the Baja No Pinch tool and those sport bike ones. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it should, it should work on anything. It was just a frustrating day, and then to make it more frustrating, we had a shitload of people show up today. Oh, yeah. It was a party when I came by fun. this afternoon. It was. Yeah. I, I was calling it the family reunion. Megan and Jason and the boys oh, and fun. and uh, Kat and Justin were here and Knock and Douglas and Justin was rocking that mullet too. Ray Ray, Henry, and, yeah. yeah, Henry, Ray Ray, yeah. and a couple new people. And then Justin ain't got a mullet. It's a pompadour. I mean, <laughs> yeah, you see the yeah, height right? on that thing? The porn stash. And he's got the porn stash. Oh, my God. And then we had <laughs> multiple gear drop-offs today. <laughs> wow. Multiple gear drop-offs yes. today. Who, who dropped off gear? got another pair of chaps. God damn it. As soon as I get rid of chaps, <laughs> another one shows are they, up. Are they arseless chaps? Oh, they're All chaps arseless. are arseless. And meanwhile, <laughs> Emma, not able to help me at all because she was stuck working on a little Honda scooter all day well it, it, it wasn't entirely all day um but we devoted quite a bit of time to it and um very very low mileage bike very low mileage bike only done i think like 800 miles 800 yeah. miles from new and quite severe running problems hmm. um related to distance and um throttle opening and load on the engine and I quickly concluded, yeah, it's it's starving for fuel. And it had already been to a shop who tried to make repairs. Three times. How, how old is it? Is it well, old? supposedly it's a 2005. She said it's 2005. So it's sat, sat I think, for a while? I think it's older. Yeah, so it's sat Metropolitan for a while. Metropolitan, or what is it? No, it's oh, an Elite an 80. Elite 80. Oh, okay. 
I thought they'd. I thought they'd finished it was tiny. in the nineties. It was tiny. I mean, it's unchanged. It's an unchanged yeah. since eighty-seven. Do, do they have a steel fuel tank? Yes. Uh, have you looked inside the fuel tank to see what it looks like inside there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I figured out what was wrong with it. Oh, what, what was it? Okay. It was basically we had to go back to complete basics, and. Um, Obviously, I made sure that the fuel tank was venting, and that the petcock was petcocking. And well, it had it had, had the petcock replaced. It, it had, had, had the car and cleaned. it had the carburetor replaced. Mm-hmm. And um, the carburetor had been replaced very, very early on. Mm. I think that was the very first repair that was done on it because it had been sitting. So anyway, um, we went through all of these things, and. The carburetor, for whatever reason, the carburetor came last just because they are such a little swine to get to. There's two nuts that hold the carburetor on this elongated intake and there's no room to get them off. And the only way you can get the nuts off this intake, the best way to describe it, there's like a steel clamshell that goes around this rubber intake because it's so long. And you have to take the clamshell off and literally bend the intake one way as hard as you can so you can get to the one nut and then bend it the other way so you can get to the other nut. It's ridiculous. But, I mean, I remember working on these things 40 years ago when they first came out. I'm going to step out real quick and feed the cat who is still meowing relentlessly. Well, no, she knows what she wants, but she doesn't. I'll let you continue and then John has a segment ready. um, I checked everything was vented, including the engine breathers. Mm -hmm. And this is a very, very important thing for people to understand. There's a lot going on inside your engine. There's bits moving up and down. There's bits spinning. It needs to be able to breathe. It needs to be... it, It builds up a crankcase pressure. And if it can't breathe, it can actually stop the engine because it builds up so much internal pressure. And smaller engines tend to be more susceptible to this than larger engines. Larger engines that produce so much power, if they build up crankcase pressure, they're most likely to just blow the gaskets out and they'll just Mm. piss oil everywhere. And it's quite spectacular when an unvented engine lets go. I mean, it lets go. And they just vent the atmosphere, right? Yeah, it just pours oil out. Oh, well, engine breathers, yeah. They, yeah, just in general. Well, they sometimes use, they vent to the intake, right? They used to. Oh, because of they used emissions. To. So, because of emissions, oftentimes they'll vent to um, like the air filter, right? The air filter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it can. It's very. You know, it's very sort of. Um, what do you want to? You know, it's it's. Um, it's very nepo- yeah, it's very nepotistic. <laughs> you know, you're kind of sucking on your own juices. Um, so. Um, we're just starting to get involved in PCVs for bikes now. PCVs have been a thing for cars for years. Mm. What a PCV is, is positive crankcase ventilation. It's a little one-way valve. So basically, the engine can push out excess gases, but then the valve shuts so it can't suck air in. Mm. Because if it's kind of breathing, as engines do, if you imagine there's lots of pistons going up and down, your engine's like, in, out, in, out, in, out. If it's sucking in as much air as it's pushing out, then you're kind of defeating the object. You Basically, you want it to be able to push that excess air out and not introduce more air that it has Mm. to push out. So hence a PCV, and they go into the intake. 
This one had a very, very small engine breather that went into a charcoal canister mm. because it's a California bike. Mm -hmm. And for those of you that aren't used to California bikes, for the last 40 years, you don't have anything like carburetor vent lines, engine vent lines, venting to atmosphere. They all vent into a charcoal canister which sometimes is activated. There's a little valve that's activated by intake. So when you start the bike up, the suction your engine produces opens a little valve and opens everything up. Sometimes it's just like charcoal in a box. Mm -hmm. um, but it keeps the emissions down. They're always suspect because if you have um, a charcoal canister that feeds the engine, that feeds the carburetor and feeds the fuel tank, and often that's the case. You only need one charcoal canister. If you overfill your fuel tank, oh. the neat fuel comes down the vent and it gets into the charcoal and it basically makes it a sludgy mess mm. and it can't vent anymore. And that's quite common. And the only cure for that is just take the charcoal canister off and dry it out. And this can be a process that can take days. Can you just, like, chuck it? You you. Ken. Not in California, darling. Okay. <laughs> well, what no. about in the Republic of the Recycle Garage? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's basically you can chuck it. Um, and, you know, Harley-Davidson are very kind about where they put their charcoal canisters. It's where you can just cut it off and cut the lines and then you're done. The only thing, you need to be knowledgeable about what type it is. Because if you just chuck it and yours has got a vacuum-activated valve in mm. it you need to plug mm. that vacuum because your vacuum it would just be sucking otherwise atmosphere. You'll be, yeah sucking to atmosphere other than that yeah you can get rid of them um unoff un unofficially of course officially you must keep them so i suspected that but it wasn't the case um and i i i said to the gal i said is this a brand new carburetor because it looked new and she said yeah look it's brand new so i thought yeah you know what i'm gonna pull it anyway um, because everything I did to the bike made it a little bit better. And I pulled the carburetor off, and I looked at it, and I'm like, God, that float height's not right. You know, every carburetor has a chamber at the bottom, which is called the float chamber. And it is an amount of fuel that feeds the various main jet, idle jet circuits, and the choke jet circuits that basically power the bike. And it needs a certain amount of fuel in there. And it's operated by a float and a valve. And you need to set them quite precisely, because if you don't, they run like a three-legged horse. Now, remember, this was a brand-new carburetor. And it was set in such a way that was probably a fraction of the amount of fuel you needed in the chamber of the carburetor. So, of course, when you gave it the beans, it was running out of fuel, and it wasn't able to replenish the fuel enough. And so it... Mm -hmm. And then that. So um, <coughs> a lot of larger bikes have an adjustment, and you can just adjust a little tang. Mm. This one didn't, um, but I know how to adjust them. And you adjust them, there's a little brass fitting. That you, basically, you hit with a hammer, and you change the adjustment mm. with it. And so mm. I basically set that. Um, and as soon as I saw it, I thought, that's a problem. So I put it all back together and I said, well, do you want to give it a try? 
because we had all the body work off. Oh. And she w- went zipping off like a bat out of hell, came yeah. back, all smiled, <coughs> said, oh, yeah, that's it. She said, this oh, thing's got more awesome. power than it's ever had. Cool. She took it up Laurel all the way to the university. Oh, up the hill. Yeah, uh, yeah Laurel and then, the um, oh, quite then close to all here. the way up. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, you know. Up Michigan, to UC? Yeah, yeah. up to UC. Bay she said, yeah, in Mission and Bay and, you know. Is it 80? Yeah, yeah, and she went right in two up. And they both came back around in awesome. CH80. Speaking of which, this, this is like, for those of you who don't live close to here, they probably climbed a thousand feet in the <laughs> first five miles. Yeah, it's uphill. Like, it's, a, it's an up. It's uphill. Not well, a thousand feet. No, not a thousand feet. <laughs> it's up, though. That's like funny. Well done, feet. Emma. Like a hundred. But yeah, it's, it's, to the rescue. It's, well it's, done. It's quite, yeah. it's quite a grade. It is quite a grade. And, of course, you know, I used to drive buses up and down there. Mm-hmm. And when you're coming down, you better watch it because you've got like forty or 50,000 pounds. And that will get moving very, yes. very quickly. Not a problem. And the speed AD. trap. Yeah, and there's always a speed trap at the bottom. There's a little S curve. And the amount of novice drivers I see driving heavy vehicles down there, and, of course, they get down to the S, mm-hmm. and they're going too fast, and the brakes don't work because they've burnt out their brakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and you, you even fixed Mikey three times bike today, too. Well, I, I diagnosed it better. And, I mean, I confess, Mikey three times bike arrived at the shop. What, which one? The, the mm-hmm. Captain, which chopper? Captain Crunch. <laughs> ah, yes. And... Um, it wouldn't start, wouldn't run, so I got it so it started and ran. But I'm not strong enough to actually ride that bike. Mm-hmm. It's very, very heavy and very, very awkward. And frankly, it's terrifying. <laughs> um, and I got yeah, it, I and, and Liza heard it starts right up, it revs great, does everything great. And so I thought, yeah, this is good. So come and get your bike, Mike, it's fixed. Anyway, he called me up yesterday, and he's like, you know, bike's as bad as it was before. And I said, oh, shit, I'm sorry, mate. I've got to ride it. I've got to be brave Mm. and ride it. So I said, bring it down the recycle garage. Um, And I rode it. And I'm like, shit, that's not carburetor. That's that's the coil. Mm. And so I said, look, straight away, you need a coil on this thing. It's ignition's breaking down. And it it feels like Mm. a coil. And knowing Harley's like I do, he'll put a coil on that and it'll run like a million bucks. I'm glad that you were here because those are both things that nobody here would have been able to identify without fumbling well, upon it. And this is this is what really counts for um, longevity in any trade. You know, life isn't a popularity contest; it's an endurance contest. That's the truth. And I've been doing, this is 2024 now. I've been a wrench for 44 years. No, I haven't. I've been a wrench 46 years. Well, you said so you really, so you really started late in life. Yeah. Yes, I did. <laughs> I was 90 when I started. So 46 <laughs> damn years as a wrench. And, you know, it's just having, knowing. What does what? Like this jigsaw, like this mm-hmm. jigsaw was telling you about that I had to fix the harness. Mm-hmm. And I just want to point out, she diagnosed a custom chopper, Harley chopper, and a old Honda scooter. Well, 80 no. today. There's the range. The, the mm-hmm. custom, yeah. the custom chopper was easier than the yeah. scooter because I haven't worked on a fucking Elite 80 <laughs> for 40, 40 years. I mean, the shop I worked at, I used to work at this tiny little Honda shop in, a, in the royal town of Sutton Girlfield. It was terribly mm. posh. Mm-hmm. And we sold lots and lots of little commuter bikes. 
because, you know, England's quite crowded. And we always did very well in the autumn because people would go on the holidays and they'd go to Spain <clears throat> mm-hmm. or they'd go to, you know, Mallorca. Thailand. Or not, no, no, not back then. Oh, this is okay. the 80s. Ah. Or they'd go to Italy and they'd rent a scooter. And have a great time. And have a great time. Think, oh, this is the best way. So they'd buy a little scooter when they came home, not realizing that riding it around Birmingham in the pissing rain is not quite (laughs) as fun as riding it around the island of Ibiza. Nevertheless, we sold a ton of these things, and they were little problematic bastards. Mm. Um, And so the CH80, the CH125 with a pop-up headlight, we did really well with those. And... um, what was the other one? The, a lot of the 50s. Always a lot the, of... The Yamaha, the the Riva? Yes, mm-hmm. and the the, uh, the Hondas. Because in England, you could ride those on your car driving license. So you didn't yeah. need to display mm-hmm. L plates or anything or take any kind of test. But, um, no, I mean, and you, you just... You, you look back in your memory, how did I fix this? So this Jigsaw with no spark... Mm-hmm. The diagnostic was the kid was riding along and it stopped on him. Now, for a fuel-injected bike, for that to happen, it's pretty traumatic. This is trauma Hmm. in the wiring harness to kill a bike that's running because, you know, normally you get a bit of a misfire. You get, you know, it's now Hmm. it's running shit. If you're riding along and it just stops, you know it's bad. As opposed to like just a fuse or something. Right. It's it, normally not that. It, yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, the bike had been sitting for a couple of years and you'd switch on and it'd crank and crank and crank and crank, but it wouldn't start. But the fuel, the, the fuel pump in the tank wasn't priming. Mm. The thing is with Suzuki's, it's like, why is it cranking? Because if there wasn't power going to the kill switch, it wouldn't crank. Because if you flick the kill switch off on a Suzuki, it won't crank. So I knew there was power going to the kill switch. So I had to figure out where the brake was. And it just happened it was broken in multiple places. And it's typical Suzuki. (coughs) And what they do on a Suzuki with a full fairing, and V-Stroms are notorious for this, there's this cage that holds the fairing on. It's a big, wide cage. And it encroaches everywhere. It goes up to the mirrors, and your mirrors are the top mount for your cage. And then it goes down. The headlights are inside there as well. And it holds the bottom. And so it's a nice, solid platform for your your fairing to bolt to. It's also right in your line of sight in the cockpit. And if you've got an instrument pack in the fairing, you don't want to look down at this cage and have this fucking rat's nest of wiring everywhere. So what Suzuki do is they stretch it around the edge of the cage. So when you look down in the cockpit, all you're basically seeing is the top of the front fender. You know, you've got a nice visual. And it's nice and clean. And the wiring's stretched around the outside. The problem is (laughs) it abrades on the corners. And because the the wiring's armor-plated on the outside, you can't tell. It's internal. Oh. And it's just knowing that... And it just so happens on this bike, there were multiple internal breaks in the harness. So this is like multi-strand wiring, the strands breaking inside the insulation. Yes. Oh. Yep. 
In yes. multiple wow. wires in multiple places. Yes. What a, what a nightmare. And, you know, but I think he rode out. He yeah, rode out, yeah. and he was the happiest guy in the world. I was the happiest gal in the world, because when I found that break, mm-hmm. and I ran a bridge wire to the ECU, uh, to the kill switch, and I heard that fuel pump crying, I was like, Emma's happy, Dad. That's a happy sound. Because I knew it was going to friggin' start. Mm-hmm. Well, you made... A lot of people happy this week. But I I'll, make everyone. I try to make everyone happy. I'll tell you something else that makes people happy: traveling. And this is our opportunity for our shameless plugs. Yep, John. So here's our motorcycles and misfits calendar schedule, yes. as you will. So we got a few things coming up here. So mark your calendars: uh, January first, one thirtieth uh, through February fourth is the Misfits Desert Hair Rally. Yes. In Johnson Valley. Organized by a very handsome Jim Stark. Yes. Jim, tell us a little more. Okay, so another recap. So this is a gathering. So it's just come as you are and camp. So I'm going to be there. John's going to be there also Tuesday through Sunday. Scotty's going, right? No, I'm not. No, I couldn't line it up. Um and it's camping on BLM land, so it's open desert. It's a lot of fun. The writing's the writing is quite varied, as both of you can attest to. Everything from sand, obviously, to more hard pack stuff, to rocky stuff, to technical writing. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got everything. If you want to go eighty miles an hour down a slightly swerving dirt road, it's got that. If you want to go, want to go on a dry lake bed. Go on a dry lake bed that's made entirely of cocoa powder silt. It's got that for you. If you've got, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's there, it's all there, and like weird, rocky, awkward things. Well, a lot of trials fun. riding. What's the so we- what's the weather going to be like, Jim? Do it, you need to wear your woolly knickers? It could be mild <laughs> yeah, and lovely. Yes. It could be cold as fuck. So, for example, I look, <laughs> I looked next week. I think the low um, was like twenty something. So dress like an onion and bring yeah. firewood. Be prepared. Yeah, Lots be of firewood. Cool, be kind. Be fire firewood. And I okay. do have one surprise related to that. I will oh, show you. Yeah, should yeah, people yeah. bring Wait. their? Should people oh, bring their is this guns? The, the thing you said. Yep. Firearms. Why are you taking your pants off, Jim? Wait. Oh, oh, we got shirts. Oh, that's a cool shirt. I wish I was going just to get that cool shirt. Where do we? Where do we get a shirt, Jim? Stay right. Oh. That's nice. You come to the event. Oh, right. So, so the only way to That's get good. that shirt is cool if shirt. you go to the event. There might be a few other ways. But yeah. nevertheless. All right. So if, you, if you're interested in this, email, uh, hit us on Facebook, Instagram, or at uh, recyclegarage at gmail.com. Right. Motorcycles and Misfits at gmail.com. I will send you to the right place. It's, okay. it, <laughs> so it's a great scene. I wish I was going. Emma, I'm just going to stop you now. We don't have time to plug every single thing, okay. so he's just going to rattle them off. April 18th okay? to 21st, the Misfits Hollister Rally. Yeah. Go to it. Uh, check out uh, BreakingAwayAdventures.com. Uh, Stumpistan is May 30th through yes. June 12th. Please sign up. Uh, you can go to a differentagenda.com for that. Chickistan is September 15th. Mm-hmm. Chickistan plus one, actually. Right? Because you're bringing spouses, no? Yes, uh, you are allowed or to bring a male others? companion. September 15th through 28th, a different agenda.com. And Peru, is that an open thing? There is one spot open still in Peru in April. April? May, April, yeah, something like that. So where do, that they, is where do they find vintage out? VintageRides.travel. All right. That's our calendar. So No, it is not. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. We have uh, the Dolomites trip, which is uh, June. I need to check the dates. 
The Dolomites training tour is the end of June, I believe, June twenty third. So it's the last week in June, and then we have Castles and Curves, which is the second week in July. You can pick up all the details at Leod Escapes. Just go. How to do you them. spell it? L E O D L E O D Escapes. Go to the Misfits training tours. You'll see them both. It's a fantastic time. I will be on both. I guarantee you will come back a better rider. I don't care what level your riding is at right now. You will be a better rider by the time I'm done with you. So we've got desert. We've got dirt and adventure. We've got uh, traveling to Peru, to Pakistan, and to Europe. You can pretty much do anything. Vintage days in July. And vintage days in July. And bagel. Oh. And uh, I am bringing back an event for the Top Dead Center Scooter Club this what, year. What, the dance-off pants-off? <laughs> no, the rim run. <laughs> oh, my. Back. Just as good. <laughs> we are, AKA we are going to toss my we, salad run. <laughs> we are riding up the Crater Lake. Oh, so Crater. Oh, you're going to Crater Luke. <laughs> yes. And this is, this is going to be uh, July 19th to the 21st. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, we haven't uh, haven't said all the uh, all the events and, and websites up yet but there will be information eventually but that, that is for scooters only isn't it preferably for scooters but um you know we, we could make exceptions if somebody wants to come along will there be typical to, scooter to, games to get the scooter experience will, but, it, will uh, it be clothing optional um, I'm sure there are parts of it that, that only in the rim. Oh God! Oh no! We we will we will be camping. So oh, that's rimtastic. Cool. How do people find out about that bagel? Uh, we don't have a website up yet, but uh, I will I will uh, send it to me. Motorcycles and misfits at gmail.com. I'll forward it to. People. And the weather should be glorious right. in Crater Lake in July. So sounds like oh, yeah, a it good. Be Good scene to be had for all. Yes, all right. yes. Cool. Well, guess what? 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 It's game time. Oh, God. It's been a while since we've had a good game. Is it going to be Miss Emma versus the world again? It's, it's going to be Emma versus everybody. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? To make it fair. That's okay, not that's fair. fair. Would you like to have uh, somebody on your team? No. Pick me. Pick me. <laughs> yeah, come on. Me and Johnny versus you lot. Oh, I can't. Play, no, all right, no, all right, sure. You and John against Scotty, Jim, and Bagel. We got this, Jim. Oh yeah, totally. Okay, Bagel. Okay, I want Johnny Fire to throw my shoe at Emma. (laughs) So um, you call him Johnny Fire Pants? Johnny 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 Fart Pants? Yes, Farty Pants. All right, it's more like it. So this game is um, similar to remember name that tune? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Except it's not at all like that. It's like that in that you guys are going to have to bid to see who's going to be able to play. So, and this game is, I have lists. What? Wow. I always explain. I have lists of different models of bikes. Yes. So, on the first one up, I have a list for every BMW available in 2024 yes so this is everything on the 2024 bmw website okay the whole catalog so and again emma and john just in the u.s or europe too u.s okay emma john against scotty jim and bagel so you guys as a team now have to tell me how many models you think you can identify how many you can you can name i'm going to tell you that for bmw 
there are 39 individual models listed. And for all, for this entire game, this is anything that is offered that is street or off-road, okay? So think of all the different uh, different types yes. of bikes that so are offered. So it could be the same model, different CCs. Well, trim packages and all that stuff. But yeah. uh, according to their site. <clears throat> so I, what I need you guys to do is think how many of the 39 models you think you might be able to name. And I'm going to start, Emma, with you and John. <laughs> And we're gonna, you guys are going to bid, and you're going to bid up. And whoever bids the highest gets a shot at naming them, okay? When it is you you win that bid, and you get to name them, you like only spades. get mm-hmm. three strikes. If you name three models that are not on the list, you'll have three strikes, you're out. And if you do not list as many as you say you can list, the other team has an opportunity to steal, and all they have to do is name one on that list so in each, to get the point. Okay, well, each variant is so, different bike, or is there just one bike? Like this is BMW. No, you are doing all the models. BMW okay, models. Um, so, how many BMW yeah. models do you think you can list? I'd be confident with ten. Ten. Okay. So, Bagel Jim Scotty, <clears throat> how many BMW models do you think can you do more than ten? No. <laughs> no. No, I couldn't. No? All right. Okay. So Jim and and uh, sorry, to Emma and John, you have now have to name 10. If you uh pause, I'm going to start counting down from 10 so you only have a 10 second pause. <laughs> if you name a model that is not on this list, you get 3 strikes and you're out. So Okay. All right. I am ready. Start naming models. You have okay. to do 10. F eight hundred GS. Okay. F hold on. F eight hundred GS. Nine, eight, seven, <laughs> six. Is not available in twenty twenty four. Oh. Strike one. Okay. F nine hundred R. F nine hundred R is not. Oh wait, is on the list. F nine hundred. No. No. F nine hundred R. As it is, I got it. Sorry. God. It is yeah. on there. I got it. There's a lot of models here. Okay. It color, correct. Next one. F nine hundred XR. Correct. Two. Okay. R. God, I think they're probably up to thirteen hundred now. R thirteen hundred GS. That's three. R thirteen hundred GSA is not listed. Oh, oh wow! Strike two. Okay. R nine T. R9T is listed. All right. One, two, three, four. So that's four. S1000RR. That is correct. That's five. S1000XR. That is correct. That's six. So they still got those. Um, Let's try... God, I don't even know if it's still around. K1600GT. K1600GT is there. Yes. One, two, three, four, five... That's seven. You need three more. So uh, R9T Pure. R9T Pure is listed. Great. R9T Scrambler. Correct. That's nine. Uh, There's one more R9T. It's just a classic, but that probably was the first one I said. So let's skip over. There's got to be an 800. We've just got to figure out what 800 it is. What are we missing? Uh, People are screaming at their... 
stereos right now. You just need one, two, three, four, five, one more. six, seven, eight. Now you need one more. I wonder if they, oh, so I bet it's a 700 still in America, F700GS. That is strike three. There you go. Okay. So, Jim, Scotty, can you, Bagel, can you name any BMW in the lineup for that, the win? That's not on their list. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Oh, uh, um, an, an R. The RT. Yes, R1200 RT. They don't make the 1200 anymore. It'd be our what bagel said? 1300. Yes, How many strikes do they get? So they should only get one. No, this yeah. is one so chance to steal. So no points to anybody. Yeah, it's a 310 GS. It's not a 300 oh. GS. Bagel, I thought for sure you'd come in with one of the three scooters offered. Oh well, I didn't think you were including scooters. Why so not? <laughs> Why not? Well, I, said every category. I said every category. So answer me this, Liza. Mm-hmm. What are in? What is the eight hundred range now? No, it's eight fifties. Oh. oh, so there's no eight hundred. No, and the seven fifty. There's a seven fifty, not a seven hundred. So what you missed was the R twelve fifty RS. Missed R eighteen. M one thousand RR. M one thousand R. M one thousand XR. K sixteen hundred GTL. K sixteen hundred Grand America. K sixteen hundred B. R twelve fifty RT. R twelve fifty R. Wait a minute. Thousand R. You said twelve. I said K sixteen hundred GT. She did say that. And you oh, know that? No. So that one is crossed off. I'm reading the ones. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that didn't get crossed. G three ten R R eighteen. Just R18. Okay. R18, 100 years. R18. I forgot the R18s. So you've got the R18s. There were some more. um, The R12, R12 9T. You missed the R9T Urban GS and the R9T 100 years. There was the R1200 GS and the R1200 GSA. The F850 GS, F750 GS, the G310, and then the scooters. Okay, no points. Ooh, Ooh not wow. good. Ooh, modern okay. bikes. What are you going to do? Yep. Okay, so let's go. Same teams. <clears throat> We're going to go to Suzuki. Suzuki. Ooh. Suzuki. All dirt bikes <clears throat> and everything, right? Yep. Yeah. Every dirt bike, scooters, motorcycle. I did not include e-bikes okay. or four wheelers, that kind mm, of stuff. Okay. So. John, I'll ask it, you this time. Oh, it's us? Well, I'm asking, no, I'm asking you. Yes. Because we're bidding. How oh. many Suzukis do you think you can name? This is just like spades. I'm looking at Emma. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to say 12. Ooh. That's a high number. I know. But we'll, we'll give it a try. Yeah. I think we'll fold. You're, you're folding? I don't know. Do you think you can do? Bagel, how are you <laughs> feeling on this one? Um, one. Bagel's got yeah. the burden. I'm, I'm banking on, <laughs> banking on Emma being the Suzuki whisperer here. But you could start at two, and then we would say three. Yeah, yeah, but true. they didn't. They yeah, you started high. Yeah, you so started you're going high. with twelve. Yep. So, so why don't you run down some All of the right. dirt bikes? DRZ 400. Yep. Uh, DRZ 400 S. Okay, hold on. Let me get the DRZ 400 here. SM. So hold on. <clears throat> so you, the first one you said. So DRZ. Uh, it's D- DRZ400S. Okay, hold on. I need you to be specific. DRZ400S. DRZ400S, yes. DRZ400SM. Right. That is, yep, two. Uh, I think the DRZ400E. No, that's done. Is it? I think that's so. That's a strike. Oh. 
Um, I think the DR650 is still in the it lineup. Yep. Mm-hmm. Any specific? DR, DR650 is pretty specific. Yeah, DR650, they never made a Motard version of it. I think it's... Do they call it the SE now? I don't it's think so. S. It's the S. It's the S, yeah. I thought the SE. I thought you were right uh, So I'll give you that. It is the S, okay? What are That's the dirt three. bikes? What are their designations? RM, RM125, RM80. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you <laughs> listing these things? Yes. All right, so you're saying the first one is what? RM80. RM80 is strike two. Okay. What's your next one? I bet it's an 85 now. It might be, but I wouldn't call that one. Is that your sure answer? That. No, 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 no. Don't take that your answer. <clears throat> RM125. Yeah. Hold on. Is that is that your answer? Yep. That is strike three. Ooh. Huh. Maybe Which they're means... Not, maybe they're not called RMs anymore. It could Which be. means it's going to go to the other team. Jim's Can gonna, you name you should, oh. any Suzuki on here? <laughs> okay. uh, how about a GSXS 1000 GT? That is correct. So you get the, you point. Get the point. What, what, are what the about Suzuki? the V-Strums? I was, I was going to say yeah, V-Strum. Well, I was thinking so about my own bike. You forgot about all the boulevards. So the RM is an 85. Yes. RM85, RM250, RMZ450. Yeah. So they don't make a smaller, like 100 class. No. So what it's like v- an 80 up to a 250. What are the V-Strums That now? doesn't make sense. Yeah, 800. V-strums. Are they 1,000 or like 1,050 no, they're bigger. Kind of thing? They're, they're bigger. They're Everything's bigger, bigger now. now. Uh, yeah, there's so many here. Getting... So Hayabusa. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh, so, has anybody yes, seen one of the, what, We've got the uh, Katana, this SV650, a couple versions of that, Boulevards. All oh, the SV650. Boulevards. V-Stroms. How did we not think of the SV650? What are the scooters that? Well, you know, I mean. Bergman 200. There you go, Bergman. Because Mr. Farty Pants said. Had 12, so we needed to pick off the, the dirt bikes before we got into the meaty stuff. Not my fault. Okay, well... Okay, all right. <laughs> We're still taking the point. All right, are you ready for the next one? I think so. Okay, this next one, and we're going to start the bidding. Uh, Scotty will start the bidding with oh, you. Oh, my word. Zero motorcycles. Oh. And there are eight models. How many do you think you can name? Three. Three. Emma and John, can you do better than three? Less than three. Yeah, I can't do better than three. I can't do better than three. Okay. Name that bike. Oh, by the way, there is a DRZ125L. Uh, on their site? <laughs> yep. Well, I went I hope through... I you feel better. Wait, We're still wait, taking hold the point. On. Did, you go, did you go to the U.S. site? Because I went specifically to U.S. sites. SuzukiCycles.com. Settled business. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but I, I went We was robbed. Site. We were robbed. Okay, That's so zero. three. Got you got three zero models to name. Good luck with that. I think but I know one, but you go first. I think I know the SRF. That is correct. That's one. Bagel? I think there's the SRS. That is correct. That's two. One more for the game. Is there an FX? That is correct. FX, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is three. Ooh. Bada bing, bada boom. <clears throat> All right, nice so job, you missed the S, the DSRX, the DSR, the DS, and the FX. We just decided no, we not to mention them. those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, we got we got two more because this is going so well. Um, we'll start the bidding again with Emma. KTM. Oh God, no! I'm terrible with how you. many KTM models. I will tell you on their website. There are 
60 models. 60? 60. 60. Six zero. That's insane. That's insane. Sixty. There's no models. dealer that could. Touch They're like Taco 60. Bell. They got the same four ingredients yeah. and just keep mixing it up. I I, <laughs> I, I think three. Yeah, I mean, I'm that would be three. so hard. So you're as a bit, starting your bid at three. Yeah. 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 Okay. To this team. <clears throat> I don't know. I just don't know the exact. Like the exact nomenclature. Yeah. No. Like they've got. Mm, you know, three might be ambitious, Liza. Yeah. Well, this is. You got to ask why you start Three's low, a good one, though. That's good. a good. Let's see. All right, uh, let's so think can for you, a second, can you though. Do this? <clears throat> I mean. Can we each think like, of we one? We can just say four. And if we fail. Yeah, four. We fail. Okay, four. We throw f- we four. Okay. Can you can you do better than four? Think we can do five? John and No. I oh, I don't on. think I could even do three. All right, we'll stay with we'll stay with we'll stand. Oh, back. really? You All want right, them right. to name that bike? Yes. All right, let's so do four? it. Four. Wow, out of sixty. It's the nomenclature. Okay. Gets, I guess. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. Are we starting? Okay. I'll, okay. I'll, okay how about the five hundred exc? So uh, the five hundred exc. He said exe or exc cat or it's C. not complete. <laughs> Strike. Oh. That's not the whole name. Okay. Huh. Strike one. So uh, if you can add the final, if you can finish that, I'll give you the point. If not, that will be a strike. Uh, unless unless I, you all know, but no. Uh, we could just pick a letter and yeah. throw it on there. Okay. E-X-C-F. R. Yes, that's yeah. it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we both get it? Is there an EXCF so, and an EXCR? Hold on, hold on, right. hold on. So that was, the, which, which one was that again? I don't remember. Which, which, which <laughs> 500. CC? 500 EXCF. That is one. EXCFR, Dang. apparently. Yes. Better be oh, lucky. It's better you're, be lucky you're than saying, good. You're saying what, Jim? Is that a guess? Yes. 500 EXCR yes. is a strike. All right. Ooh. Wait, F? We thought we were going with F. It was right? F. Yeah, it was no, F. That's that what was we it. were going with. That was it. You got that, then you said R. No. That was another guess. What is Sorry, this Jim. like when you Sorry, fuck up with the G? I asked you specifically, are you guessing that also? I thought it was yeah. a letter. One strike. I just threw out R. Whatever. Yeah, right. So now, what's your next <laughs> it's guess? A, it's a push. You got three more. Oh. Um, a little Duke. Like a Duke 370? It doesn't feel right. I need a guess. 450 EXCF. 450 EXCF is not on the list. That's strike two. Can I throw out a random guess? Yes. 1190 Super Duke? That is a wonderful guess, but the 1190 is discontinued like like 10 years ago. 12 something. So that is strike three. Oh, this is interesting. Emma John, can you name... A bike, a, a KTM. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, what it, it's it's uh, let's do the uh, twelve fifty adventure. Is that a full enough name, though? I don't know. I don't. That's a, wait is, a minute. Is that your hold guess? On. No, 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 no. Let's do a three hundred EXCF. No, let's, I don't think I do a three hundred. Not anymore. I think it's a three fifty. I need a guess, guys. 350 EXCF? That is correct. Oh, my gosh. Point to us. Wow, I was going to march down. I was going to go 500, 450, 350. Uh, also, yeah. the, the 450 the, threw me. The, what'd you say? The 
1050 that was discontinued a long time ago. The Mega Super Duke thing. And you made up a number of 370. They all end with 90. You know. So it was a 390 Duke, a 250 Duke, a 790 Duke, a 990 Duke. There's. Don't they do an adorable little 200 now? You forget about all the adventures. So most of these are dirt bikes. There's so many different dirt bikes. Well, you know. But where you got close was there's XCFs. Not EXC, mm. or there's XC, yeah, there's there's so many versions, or just XCs. Oh, yeah. But mm. you did an EXC. It, it was it was wrong. It just wasn't. It's right. awesome. So, you know, I tell you what, hats off to, to KTM. Because, you know, everybody grumbles about Harley. I mean, having, like, two basic bikes and just stretching it out <clears throat> as much as they can with two basic platforms. Six K- bikes. KTM are exactly the same, and their argument—that's not counting gas, gas, and Husqvarna either. Yeah, because really exactly. <laughs> <laughs> their <laughs> argument is these are very specific bikes to a right. very, very specific job. We have so one more, okay. and, and oh, the one I'm excited about—they're bringing back the uh, SMT with the 890 motor. Oh, oh that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, I know. All right, um, so this last one is Honda. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, I have 53 models. How does Honda have fewer models than KTM? I know. That is amazing. Because dirt bikes. Yeah. And a lot of those were like, they have kids' dirt bikes. We didn't even talk about it. The free ride is on there. Yeah. Electric. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, How many, John? I mean, my brain's kind of locking up. Yeah, mine is well, too. Well, yeah, yeah. How many do you think you can name? Ten. Ten, okay. Can you guys... Name more than 10 current model line Hondas. No. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know if between the three of us we can wow. come up with 11. But. I'm sure there are so many people yelling yeah, they are. at their, their speakers sure. right now. Comment. Well, what gets you is it's 2024 <laughs> now. Mm-hmm. That's not, it, yeah. It's you not know? every model Honda's ever made. And we're getting down, to, that. We're getting down to the I letters. Yeah, so. exactly. So, Name uh, name that bike. Okay. All right. So you have ten. So there's the Navi. Oh, yep. Yeah. That is one. CRF four fifty. That's when you know we're in trouble. They started yeah. the Navi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CRF four fifty L. Uh, hold on. Yep. Got it. See. Wait. Nope. Nope. Hold on. They discontinued that. No, you don't have it exactly right. I'll give you one more chance to correct that. I said CRF four fifty L. What am I missing? Hmm. No, it's not. It's CRF four fifty R, RL. That is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's well. Then two. there would be then there would just be the CRF four fifty R, right? And then there's hold on, the, hold on, hold on. Wait, what's your next guess? CRF two fifty R. Yes. Yeah. Three. Well, then the CRF two fifty RL. That is no. So. Oh, they no, did a 300. A it's a 300 now. Yeah. So, yeah. It's a 300. so, so what are, now what are you going to change that to? To 300. I need the full. CRF 300 RL. No. Just the that L. is strike two. Just it's just the L? Jeez. How about... Um, so you want to try and finish that one off? Well, no. No, you need to be... You need to be well, you can continue. Yeah, you with have strike two, two strikes. Yeah. Just, Go ahead, Emma. Just pick something you know for sure, right? Um, monkey one twenty five. <laughs> monkey, yes. So that is four. Yeah. Um, CB five hundred X. 
I think the X is dropped, honey. Is it? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's not a guess then. I, I, okay, <laughs> I need a guess. Rebel eleven hundred. There you go. That is correct. Rebel five. Rebel three hundred, right? And there's the Rebel mm. eleven hundred DCT. That is six. There is the Rebel three hundred. There you go. That is seven. Uh, we've got. There the is Africa the Rebel five hundred. That is eight. Africa Twin. Africa Twin. Mm. I need the... Yeah, Africa Twin. That is correct. Africa Twin. So that is nine. Africa Twin DCT. Is not listed as a separate... Um, what, is it an option? It is not... Li- yeah, it's listed as an option. We should get a pass on that. I'm giving you a pass on that. Yeah. Okay, so what are we up to? Nine. You nine. need one more. GL1800. Also known as? Goldwing. Goldwing. That is correct. That is 10. Well done. Nicely done. Not yeah, surprised. I heard but Ma- I mean, Honda was it. We were in trouble. Well, the, but the thing is, it's a tougher game than six. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's this. But you've got to get the nomenclature yeah, that's right. right. And that's why I knew I was dead in the water with KTM. You can picture these bikes. And I know KTM do this. Darling little 200. So well, I don't know the fucking nomenclature. So, it's like a pretty little orange bike. I believe the score was two to two. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to give a tiebreaker right now. Right. And it's going to come down to if Bagel can name the three Honda scooters, I will give you an extra point. Oh. Uh, you're not including the Navi, right? Nope. Okay. The scooters listed in the scooter category. For 24. So there is the uh, there's the the Hunter Metropolitan. Yep, that's one. There's the PCX one twenty five. That's two. And the ADV one fifty. And unfortunately, Bagel, it is now an ADV one sixty. So the oh. point is yes. Oh. Is igual. Yes, igual. Ooh. Yeah, oh, it's I'm, an sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. Do they do, yeah. do Honda still do the Venza uh, 300? Uh, not here. I don't think. God, it's terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrifying thing. Does 85 miles around. an hour? Oh, that's nothing. <laughs> it's plenty on a fucking Venza. <laughs> so that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good little game. Yeah, yeah wasn't that? Yeah, that, that was fun. Well done. But quite, yes, well quite curated. tricky. I'm John. I'm so glad I had you in my corner, Mister Farty Pants. Didn't CB five hundred X was there? Well, I was the one who poo pooed. Yeah, it. that's right. No, so they still do it. <laughs> I know. Ruckus. And it is ruckus. interesting how yeah the four fifty has an R and then an L, but the well you got the other one with the R R. Yeah. Yeah. What is the mon- you guys forgot all the cruisers? You forgot all the shadows, what? the yeah. fury. You forgot all... No, we didn't forget any of them. We're just trying to pick off the one, sure. ones that we knew, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, what are, what are Spanish bikes doing on this list? Which one? It says Montessa. On Montessa there. Cota. Yes. Their That's Trials bike. They're run by Honda? No, it's their model of the Trials bike. The Honda Trials bike in the it, U.S. It's called the Montessa. It's called the yeah. Montessa. Yeah. Huh, no, right. read the full name, Emma. The Montessa Cota 4RTRT301RR. That is what it's called. Wow. You're right. Hmm. It's a Honda. Yep. There you go. So, um, yeah, that was a little little game called Name That Tune. I spent my COVID time typing out every model of bikes. (laughs) 
on the site. <clears throat> Time well spent. Thank uh, you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I wanted to get to a couple things real quick. Can you hand that to Emma, please? And I will give this one to you to hold on to. I've got this one. Um, real quick, I wanted to mention, because we're running out, out of time, Dakar is on. This is, I believe, yeah, that's right. three yep. of Dakar. I recommend following it. It is fascinating. Um, and we've mentioned this before. Remember we had Mohart here? Yeah, we Thank should you, grab him back in here. Um, it's because it's not just bikes and quads, but trucks and big trucks and cars and everything. It's amazing. And this one is in Saudi Arabia. So today they hit the dunes, the big dunes. And already, <coughs> they've already had a lot of people knocked out from injuries and, and, and crashes and flat tires. I mean, it's been really rough. <clears throat> There's a lot of different ways to follow it. The way that I follow it is actually through Red Bull TV, which is another streaming channel. It does not cost. And every do- day they do really good recaps because it's sponsored by Red Bull. Right. Um, so there's all sorts of recaps there kind of showing you the highlights of every day. You can also find a lot of uh, people like Mohart, people who are running it themselves, who are posting on their YouTube channels or their Facebook. There's a woman who's posting on Facebook. I've been following, talking about how hard it's been. Um, so Dakar is happening. It's two weeks. So we've got two more weeks to kind of review this. So I just wanted to give everyone. And Mo's definitely up. over there, right? No, I no, don't no, think no. he is. He's at home. He's no, at no, home. No. Remember, he had to like mortgage his house That's right. to yeah. get there. Yeah. Um, but this is some of the best riding. But you get like F1 drivers in these cars, and then Audi is out there with the electric again, which is pretty cool. I mean, there's so there's much. There's an electric motorcycle out there, too. Is there? Mm-hmm. I forget what brand it was. Ooh. And you get a, a lot of these Chinese companies. Yeah, Kobe's running it, right? Uh, I, I haven't found Kobe yet, huh. but um, a lot of different brands really being put through the paces and tested right. out and. Um, all the and all these characters like Toby Price and Sam Sunderland, and I think there's three Americans who are uh, running, kind of in the the top players, not just privateers. So go check out Dakar. Um, in response to our list, we were talking about last week about the, the what is the golden era, and I had talked mm. about. I think we're coming into it with all yeah, the yeah. tech. Well, our friend uh, Dave Osterday said, hey, the hybrid bike was mentioned, but how did we miss the hydrogen bike? Oh, yeah, the in, H2R. In my opinion, the hydrogen is a smarter solution than battery, at least for cars. And, um, I, you know, I think I have been discounting hydrogen. I think we well, talked on, about well, it just, earlier. Just hang on a minute. Uh, yeah, because I want to give you, I want to give everyone the straight dope on hydrogen. Yeah. Um Hydrogen seems very, very delicious, and essentially you can power a full-size car from a hydrogen fuel cell that could fit in the armrest, and it's, like, fantastic. Hydrogen's fuel cell vehicles are electric. It's just the hydrogen powers the generator. Big problem, number one, infrastructure. Yeah, And the reason why hydrogen will never take off in America, and it breaks my heart to do so, is we can't have the infrastructure. Is it because we have a recessive government? Maybe that's part of it. But the trouble is, America's its own enemy because of the amount of real estate. Mm. 
we are big. And when you get out west, there's a lot yeah. of distance between spots. And just putting in a hydrogen infrastructure, yes, Bagel? Well, I, I wanted to mention there there's some very interesting things that they're doing in Europe about that. Well, I was um, coming to Europe because Europe yeah. is the ideal place for hydrogen because it's a lot more compact. Mm -hmm. Generally, there's a lot more money going around from um, government-funded sources in Europe. And I think the point I'm trying to make is just because it works in Germany and Austria and Italy doesn't mean it would work here in the States. But, I like hydrogen. I well, love hydrogen fuel cell vehicles. I've driven one. They're well, amazing to drive. And I was talking to Josh today or, who, in the garage because he visits the Middle East a lot. And he yes. says that. They are investing because we're talk keep talking about getting out of gas and oil. Mm -hmm. They are investing in hydrogen mm -hmm. a lot mm -hmm. there. But the re just going back, the reason I did not include it in all the tech is because in America, as you're just saying, it's not as big of a topic here. Strangely enough, here in the Bay Area, there's been quite a push for um Hydrogen stuff, and I see what is the it's the Mirai, Mirai, yeah. mm -hmm. Mirai. Toyota, yeah. I see quite a few of them around, and um, because we've got the infrastructure here in the Bay Area, yeah. but you know, there's just a small, you know, the Bay Area is almost its own country. Yeah, I, I don't know. I have a different understanding of it because we, when we talk about hydrogen, there's two different types of hydrogen that we need right. to talk about: blue and green. Blue being this whole thing. We don't need to get into that, but the time to refill is comparatively short to gasoline. And just because you could refill so quickly, I can imagine it being a lot more broadly and widely adopted across the American West than electric because it just doesn't take so long to recharge. But I'm going to tell you the elephant in the room when Bagel has his say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So here's, here's the interesting thing that I had heard about is that because there there is this traditional infrastructure that's need for liquid need for liquid fuels like gasoline and diesel. Um, our minds want to replicate that for hydrogen. That's not necessary because what they've done is they've created mobile hydrogen generating units at filling stations that produce the hydrogen on site. This can be done through electrolysis with solar panels and you know and through with, with an electrical <laughs> supply, you can produce hydrogen out of water. And it doesn't require a fuel supply, doesn't require significant transportation. It just requires the equipment to be on site to be able to produce it. So there, there are some interesting options with hydrogen that you don't get with other Well, and everything's being developed. The yeah. second thing I was going to say about hydrogen, and it goes back to uh, hydrogen in its liquid form, is it is quite labor intensive and quite environmentally greedy to produce hydrogen in liquid form it takes a lot of energy to make it so it kind of almost defeats the object of it being environmentally friendly because in order to get liquid hydrogen you've got to expel all this energy it's like to make prius batteries you know it's the same thing you've got to have all these coal-fired furnaces to make right. these friggin prius batteries so they kind right. of cancel each other it, out it can be done cleanly but it is highly inefficient right <laughs> put it yeah. that way yeah. Two men walk into a bar. Bartender turns to the first man and says, what can I get you? And he goes, I'll have H2O. Okay, gives the man his drink, drinks it up. Turns to the second man, what can I get you? He goes, I'll have H2O too. 
gives him his drink, <laughs> drinks it, and he dies. <laughs> yeah. Booming at the mouth. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so I didn't want to go into detail. I was just explaining why we didn't include it. But we have some more emails to get to. Well, Emma, like, you want to get through this one? Yes, I, I love this email. Hi, Liza. Hi. I'm working my way through your old podcasts. Hmm. On the last one I heard, June 2021, you are quite a way behind, you were looking for a solution to too much donated riding gear at your place. If this is an issue, I have an idea. Could you suggest that misfits in the eastern half of the USA send or bring their gear donations to our shop and we will give it to new or cash-strapped riders just like you do? Didn't we read this email? Well, we No. Okay. We I, don't I may have talked about it. So right. we don't sell any gear other than helmets and gloves, and it would be nice for some other items to come to our fellow riders who might like to ride in something more protective than a wife beater and flip flops. Um for our European listeners, a wife beater is an undershirt. <laughs> yes. Often made of string, always with ketchup and mustard Very stains popular on the in front. Italy. Italy loves it. Oh, yeah. They love their wife beaters. In Kentucky. Um, <laughs> so um, more protective than a wife beater and flip-flops, but who are having a hard time with a high price of new gear. Our boss, Chuck, and you know what they say, don't fuck with Chuck, um, says he won't give out used helmets, but everything else would be welcome. I work for a small independent shop in Horsham, Pennsylvania. Okay. We're not a co-op. This is our only means of support. We can't give our labor away, but we do work on bikes older than what the dealers will touch. Our cutoff age is 20-ish years for many metric bikes, though we do take in some older projects during the winter, and we will go quite a bit older on Harleys. Sounds like my kind of place. So if anybody on the eastern half of the U.S., wants to find a good home for their gently used riding jackets, pants, hoods, or gloves, they're welcome to send it here, and we'll make sure it's available for riders who need it. So, thanks and Merry Christmas. The and name this of the is, shop again. And this is from Stephanie. And mm-hmm. when I give out the name of the shop, you know, sometimes you've got to read between the lines. As far as I'm concerned, if... If there's a shop out there that wants to give away gear to riders who need it as a service to the riders, I think this is a shop you really need to give your custom to because it seems like they're pretty honest cats. So this is Bikes Built Better, 133 Horsham Road, Horsham, Pennsylvania, 19044. And you can reach them on area code 215-672-5888. And that's in eastern Pennsylvania, not far from Philadelphia. Yeah. So if if you're in Philly and you need your bikes working on, why don't you take them over to Bikes Built Better? Um, Because it seems like it's it's a good, nice, honest, high-integrity shop to go to. Um, and that's a great idea. And I wish more bike shops would step exactly. up to the plate. And that's why I wanted to highlight this. And I messaged her back. I said, I first recommend get an empty shelf and an empty rack and put up a sign that says, we take donations. Because as we have learned here, everybody has extra gear. Everybody has extra gear. And they just would love to have a place to give it to. And... There are so many people who can use it, but being that hub, 
for for getting free gear and i was able to give away a bunch of free gear again today but i i take in more than i can give away so i appreciate them stepping up i wish more shops would do the well same. and it's something i always wanted to do at moto town and i've always been so strapped for room ever since i've gone in but you know um new year and um new attitude and i think Moving forward, I'm actually going to release a little bit of real estate in the shop. Well, you don't really have room and you don't really sell things. Well, yeah, but for a lot of my clients, especially the ones who haven't got much money, I would like to have a little rack in there just with some items. And I just say, hey, if if you need a jacket, take one and then... I get a lot of military customers who are getting deployed and mm-hmm. giving up their bikes or, you know, and it'd be nice to, to mm-hmm. offer this reciprocal service. Great. So I'm going to try and offer that service as well. I appreciate that. All right. Bagel, you have one there? I do. Uh, an email from Axe4. <laughs> Axe writes, hey, misfits. So I had a guy come over to pick up our dryer to fix it. Right, well, where's Ike? Where's Ike from? Ike's from West Texas. Dang! <laughs> that infamous hill country we were talking about. Mm-hmm. He he sees my motorcycles in the garage when he pulls in. I tell him I'm no good with appliances, but I do work on my bikes. He then mm-hmm. tells me that he used to race flat track and cross country and all sorts. I said, "Sounds like you're a regular <laughs> Steve McQueen." He said, "No." But have you ever heard of Malcolm Smith? <laughs> I replied by telling telling him I own a cop I, I own on any, on any Sunday on DVD. So yes, he tells me Malcolm was ruthless in the race. Oh, he <clears throat> sorry. He tells me he met Malcolm and raced against him in Oregon once. <laughs> Said Malcolm was ruthless in a race, and it felt like a Roman chariot race at times. <laughs> Who'd have thought an appliance repairman living in West Texas once met and competed against a legend like Malcolm Smith? Shiny side up, you misfit creeps. And Miss Emma, stop beating in the microphone. Uh, love you guys. Act from West That's Texas. That's great. I gotta right stop. On. You creep. You <laughs> curb creep. Thank you very much, Ike. Misfit That's creep. awesome. Have we got one last one, John? Cheers, Ike. Yeah, so this is from Randy. Hey, Randy. Hey, Randy. Doesn't say where. Do you know what Randy means in English? I do. We do. We do. <laughs> I'm quite I don't. You like Fanny. Really? It means you're horny. Oh. Yeah. You know, in fact, um, we well. used to, did you know up on the, the west side at the Marine Lab? Yeah. They have a dolphin pool for marine biology. <laughs> yeah, I've been to the underwater little viewing area. And do you know where they get a lot of those dolphins? They steal them. No, they come from places like SeaWorld. They call them the Randy Dolphins. That can't be in the in the parks. Get sent to marine. Oh, they're too frisky. Uh, yeah. Well, they either too frisky or they keep grabbing people's phones. But yeah, they <laughs> said they said well, we get the Randy Dolphins sent to us. Hmm. Oh, cool. There you go. Right. Wow. Okay. So anyway, meanwhile, Randy, Randy, Randy yes. who may or may not be, <laughs> do I make you Randy, baby? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he may or may not be horny, <laughs> or a dolphin. Or a dolphin. Maybe a dolphin. <laughs> wow. It'd be cool if Randy was a dolphin. Wouldn't it be great <laughs> coming to you from the bottom of the sea? <laughs> so, we're, we're getting so what, What's our dolphin friend have to say uh, I've for been, himself? I've been, a, uh, I've been an ardent fan for years now. Love it. 
Your segment on the next motorcycle you would buy got me thinking. Mm. I would love to get my hands on the highly rated Yamaha mm. T-Max 560 Tech. Unfortunately, they're available in every country on the planet except here in the states. Of course, would be great to get a Yamaha to. Wouldn't it be great to get Yamaha to bring the T Max to the U.S.? So let me ask you. I have a return question. Yamaha here in the states has the X Max. What's wrong with the X Max? Because it's not a T. Well, I mean, no, really. I, I, What's I the difference between an X and a T? <clears throat> so I think the T Where you was put like the crossbar. <laughs> <laughs> That is a good question. The, About six letters. The X Max is oh, it's a, a, a two ninety two, and I think T Max is like a five fifty or something. I think. Oh, good looking bike. Let me see that thing. <clears throat> it's kind of a maxi scooter. So yeah, yeah they, they got the three hundred here. Um, it's not as bit, good looking as a. It's a wee bit pricey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or is, is it a racy thing? I don't know. I'd say because. Has the Bergman been a big seller, the big Bergman? Well, you see, there it is. It never so. has. And right. the, um, do you know they did a darling little Bergman 200? They still do. It was on the list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really? Terrible seller. In the The US? Bergman mm-hmm. 650, awful seller. And the 400 wasn't exactly mm-hmm. a great seller either. So, I don't know. I mean, these big urban scooters... It's America's a funny bunch in terms of consumer. Know, right? um, but but there is a diehard core of people who love the Bergman, especially the 650s. Right. But yeah, so but it's, just not it's enough. Retailing for like eight to 10,000 pounds. So it's at how, like 12, how big is the, grand I, sh- I got the list by my feet. The BMW scooter, the big one. Is that a 650? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So I, I think just. It's not a market. It's, it is weird. It makes no logical sense. Right. That here in the U.S., nobody wants the big displacement scooters. The scooter is a scooter, and there's a purpose for right. it. The land of Harley Sorry. Davidson here, though. I mean, you know. And it, if, like, just converting the T-Max thing into U.S. dollars, it's still $13,000 for a scooter. I mean, it's a mm. lot of money for this thing. Yeah. That's oh, cool looking, though. It's, it looks comfy as it looks heck. neat. Uh, that could be your next scooter, Jim. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm going to going on to leave. I think that brings us back around to full two hour show. We made it. Um, Emma, again, thank you today. You were a rock star. Well, you know, I wanted today. to make up for not being here last week. Yes. And I know what's going through your mind. I have been spending a lot of time with the Jameson. And I know maybe at the back of your mind, you think, <coughs> Emma's going back to the Jameson. And I'm no. not. Um, not, not in the back of my mind. No, all. good. Well, you don't. I mean, I'm I'm helping Stacy get it back on its feet because it lost its way a little bit, and um, I'm soon as I'm done with that. No, Sunday's a Misfits day. You know, it's a Recycle Garage day. One last thing. Yeah. I would just Emma, your glasses are adorable. Oh, they're banging. The new frames looking great. We love yeah. the new glasses. Love it. Adorable. Well, Liza's got round glasses on as well, but hers are a little more meager than mine. I got new glasses, Bagel, and they're circular. Mm, nice. I can't quite see from here, but... Okay, okay. I, I'll send you a selfie. All right. <laughs> oh, my word. I, do you remember Dita from Saturday Night Live? Dita vs. Oh, yeah. Sprocket. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm doing a Dita today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my friend Klaus. He is angular and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Should we try that game again? Should sure. we start coming up with some oh, other brands? Oh, God, no. Brands? No. I thought it was funny that, like, 
<laughs> that went zero has eight models. Name them. Like, it's the same whether it's eight zeros, 60 KTMs, or yeah. whatever. It's the nomenclature. And you were being sticky for it. Yeah, you were. Well, there's a reason that I did not use Harley Davidson because I don't think anyone would get oh, no. anything correct. Well, the. <laughs> FXZYRTWDND. Uh, yeah, 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 the, yeah, 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 good job. Yeah, the no, Dungeons and Dragons yeah. version. Exactly. Um, hey, I hope everybody is getting through. This is the middle of the winter for a lot of people, and uh, everyone's hunkering down, dealing with the storms. This is when I remember when I lived in Boston. It's like January. You're like, I made it into the middle of winter. <laughs> But you're like this is the hump. Now you just got to get over and get into uh, like March, right. where you get those false, false days mm. that seem to be hopeful, and then you get some big snowstorm. Weather's tough out there, but hey, um, just live vicariously through us and know we are out riding and having fun. Yeah, but and eating sea bugs. Sure all for you. Comforting. We take it. We do it all for you. All. We do it for you. We're doing it's not it for us at all. For <laughs> you, exactly. All right. My, so, so, I mean, if Liza ends up with botulism and food poisoning, it's all for other people, Liza. <laughs> I mean, that bag of scum that your, your sea bug parts were floating in. <laughs> Scotty, you want to go back? Oh, absolutely. Let's go. I'm hungry. Like, we're in. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. My all God. right. So, big thanks to everyone, um, our Patreon subscribers. You are the best. Yes. Emma, you've got some work to do. Yeah, I've got some ask, ask Miss Emma's to get through. Um, so, thank you for being patient with me. Um, I've been quite busy and stressed at work. So, um, I've got a couple of things I need to get through, but I will be answering them this week. So, if you're waiting for an Ask Miss Emma answer, please bear with me. I promise I will answer you. Exactly. And um, is there anything we want people to email us about? I still want to know, go, just going off of last week, what bikes people, what's going to be their next bike and why? I'm very curious about this. There's a lot of new models and stuff that I'm still kind of like curious about. Like we haven't even really seen the new V-Strum at all, but I'm like... It's nice. I've got curiosity. I'm yeah. curious about all that. I, 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 want, I want people to write us and just tell me their name and where they live. I just, I love it. I love stuff like that. I would. I love the idea of I, listening to us in Texas. Would and, it be and, better if they just uh, turn on their, their webcam and let you just watch them while they're Oh, that'd be good, too. I like the idea of Preferably name, in their bath. Hometown and what is good to eat where you're from. Ooh. Oh. oh. For. What is your live to ride, ride to eat food? Location. Food and there ride. There it is. Yeah. Oh, ride and food. That's good. That's what we want to know. Send and I'd love us. to hear from Randy. <laughs> But like, what is your actual next bike? Because you can't get the one you want. Yeah, exactly. So yes, I want to know what do I, you. I want Randy. Ride, ride I want Randy eat? to tell us whether he's a dolphin or not. <laughs> because if he is, you've got email. you. You haven't got hands. You've got fins, and you can't ride a scooter. You silly <laughs> dolphin. Send us your emails <laughs> to motorcyclesandmisfits at gmail dot com or recycle motorcycle garage at gmail dot com. Or through the Patreon site, or through our website, motorcyclesandmisfits.com. They all come to So me. many options. Yes. Or exactly. just yell really loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just whistle and we'll come. Just whistle. 
I'd like to announce the winner of tonight's fight. It's you. It's all you listeners. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. Happy uh, New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Thanks for sticking with us. I think we're ready to get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Eliza. Stubby John. Emma Darling. Scotty. Naked Jim. Bagel. And we are out of here. Cool, cool, cool. cool. cool.